search. Each man different, living his own way, searching, discovering numero uno. Welcome everyone to episode number 80 of the Broken By Concept video podcast. This podcast is all about helping you have a better solo queue experience in League of Legends. But today, there's no solo queue. No solo queue day. We, we promised you this episode was coming, guys. I mean, you know, this is this might be our worst episode or our best episode. It could go either way. I have no idea what to expect. This is going to be a story time episode, okay? So, you know, Curtis and I, we're, we're, we're tenured veterans in the League of Legends space, right? We've been playing, you've been playing since season two. Season one, I think, sorry, I mean, you know, me season two and stuff. And, you know, we did the whole esports thing for a while. You know, we dials, you're a coach, we traveled the world. At the end of the day, you know, it's not like we're like... Uh, well, we've definitely skimmed over a lot, I reckon. Yeah, We're not like rock climbers and we've like done these crazy <laughs> things. You know, like the, the story of the the guys that uh, were like rock climbing, they got shot at and like captured and stuff like... Yep, yep. <laughs> we're not like that. We're, we're a bunch of gamers, guys. <laughs> we're much, so these are extreme stories for gamers, right? Well, so what we're going to do... These are all stories. These are true stories. Yeah. We're going to be talking about true stories. Yeah. Some of them may seem ridiculous, but these are... <laughs> These are real. Like, these are real events. Because people ask us, how the hell... Like, what? what is your story in a way, right? Yeah. We, we've definitely touched on the major events. Yeah. But there's a lot of behind the scenes that no, we haven't shared with the public ever. Like, I would say, actually, Nathan, as a percentage out of our experiences... Yeah. As a percentage of how much we've shared publicly... It's probably been, like, 10%. Not I mean, a lot of the stuff we, we just thought was normal as well at the time, right? Yeah, we thought it was normal, but it was <laughs> not normal whatsoever. Especially for like a working environment. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I need to rejog your memory, Curtis. Okay. okay. So we're gonna start. We're gonna start with <laughs> with uh, we, got my, we got my laptop out. Curtis is already scared. He literally walks in the door. He's like, oh, I was shit. like, what is there a laptop? We got a laptop oh, in front God. of us right now. Here we go. So, um, yep, we're gonna talk about some stuff. I mean, we might just have one story, and it might be right. boring. This might be it. Just pack it in. Pack it's it in. Story. You know, one story, but maybe we'll keep going. We'll see how we go. This could be a short episode, a long episode. Okay. All right, so okay, let's dive in here. So Curtis has not seen this at all. Oh, no. I obviously have to prepare this while I saw this, but Curtis will know what I know what it is. <laughs> oh no. All right, what here we go. This is like a we should this is like a React podcast now. We should you know the those React channels are really big <laughs> these days? We're gonna react. Alright, so here we go. Me and Sharp have oh, known each other for, for about four or five years. And we've been friends since like year eight. And all the way through, we were we knew we were both into gaming. I can't even. We talk. both started. I was like, "Oh, you want to play this game, League of Legends?" And we both started playing. Yeah, we just sort of we never really took the game seriously for a couple of years. In solo queue, we got both this one-trick ponies. Like I used to only play Jigs. I was this one-trick pony, and Nathan was this one-trick pony. He only played Udia. I've actually just recently got him it's to, uh, to you know really try really hard and um, do well and play League of Legends <laughs> at a high level. And it's really been awesome to good. see me and both Ruby advance our, like, expand our champion pools. And yes. Now that I'm playing with Sharp, I have a lot of confidence in um, just the, the way my team plays. And we're all confident that Sharp can um, do well in his lane and it really boosts the confidence for the rest of the team. Sharp used to play <laughs> previously <laughs> in our, the Cyber Gamer League. So I have confidence that he can definitely be good at any game he plays. Even though I'm, I'm not the most spectacular mechanical player or... <laughs> 
anything like that. I'm, I'm, a, I'm just a solid mid laner, and I, I, the my, I have a really um, individual champion pool, and that works really well with Nathan or Rippy's champion pool. And I think that's, that's why, pool? even though I'm not like <laughs> top top tier mid laner, it still re works really well for our team. The video makes it. Don't you think it makes it sounds like oh, Curtis like. <laughs> Our shittest player. Yeah, right? like, <laughs> it sounds like the theme is like this guy's useless, but like <laughs> let's just make him feel better about himself because he has a unique pool or some shit. He's confident. We're gonna get his confidence. That was like going. the narrative that they were pushing. <laughs> like the people who like made it. You know, they just asked those questions. Like that is storyline. That's gonna be Diablo's storyline. I was like, the mid laner can only play Ziggs. <laughs> we got a one trick in the jungle, one trick in the mid lane. Yeah, and then that's it. That's our identity. So this was we would have been eighteen years old here. Okay. What do you think about your appearance? Because can you even say? I can't even say, talk, and, dude. Like, what do you reckon? When I look at myself, like, yeah. in this, yeah, like it doesn't, like I don't look at this and be like, "That's me." Really? Like I, it, like in a way, it, I can't. I genuinely, I don't know. Like it, it's very strange to me. Like it doesn't even seem like me. Like I, I don't actually resonate with that person. Really? Like it's, it's like it that is, is that is doesn't seem like me. Yeah, and that's what eight years ago, right? Yeah, eight years ago, eight years. Yeah, because I'm 26. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It it genuinely, I just don't feel connected with that person. You Crazy. know. What about me? Do you think I'm pretty much the same still? I mean, you're you're so much more articulate now. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Like, I mean, I think both of us, but you, when I when I hear, because obviously, you you hear someone else talk more than you hear yourself talk, right? But when I hear you now, and then versus you here, still navigating the world at that that young old age, you know, I had lots of We're thoughts in that little brain yeah. there. Yeah. We're so clueless as well. I would have been like probably fifty kilos there as well, dude. Honestly, we're both look how skinny we both look, man. We're both so skinny, man. Yeah, you. Were, I was really skinny. That's probably the skinniest you were. Ever. Yeah, I was really skinny at that period of time. Oh, I mean, it's just. So this video, we're so innocent, very innocent, we're so innocent. We have no, we have actually no idea what the fuck. We had no life experience, nothing, right? No. So we'll get into the story around this. You're probably not going to remember this. Okay. Um, so this video was made by Riot Games and this was, uh, remember filming this? Do you remember that place? I do remember we the, the, I do. That was the ABX Expo, Expo wasn't it? in yep. Sydney. Yeah. Yep. So this was. <laughs> This probably this was your first like flying to an event, wasn't it? For you? Yeah, it was my first. I, I've done like we did lands in Melbourne, but we never done like a fly somewhere to play. Yeah, this was my first proper like. Event, this is part yeah. of like the right games because I was in Gold Coast with Dignitas. You'd already Coast. done that one. I'd already yeah. done that, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so this is when I formed the team <clears throat> with um, obviously you, and this was a really good event because cool event because this is. The team that we beat, the team that kicked me, that I was like, I'm gonna make my own team. Right. So the team that you used to play for, they kicked you, yeah. and then we and we versed them here and, and we then beat, beat them. them to make it into the top. That was four. so satisfying. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Right. So the story here, Curtis. Okay. Do you remember? Okay. I do. I, I do remember something. I know it's something you're gonna talk about as well, though. So, um, <laughs> like in these like land events, the way that it works, like because we're a bunch of gamers, right? Like we, you know, we fly. We're from Melbourne. We fly to Sydney, which is like you know, like a two hour flight. It's pretty close. But you know, it's still a big deal moving going yep. to another little state. I was, especially so, I was so excited at eighteen. Man. Yeah, was, this, this is awesome, dude. We were loving it, especially meeting your team all for the first time and everything. Because you'd only ever seen heard their voice online. You don't yeah. know what they look like, really. Yeah. So I was like Chuffer, Magzilla, and Charlie, yeah, and Jish yep. and stuff, right? Yeah. Um. So you know, it's like because you fly in two days before, right? So it's like the Thursday. And it's like, okay, well, what are we going to do, guys? Like, 
you know, what, we don't go clubbing or like we're going to go to a party or something. So what do we do? You go to a net cafe, right? Because we've got to practice for the big tournament, right? So this is like the stage where Riot Games, I mean, it's very, you know, it's like we're a hotel and we have like, you know, when you go to Worlds and MSI, when you got the computers in there. Right. We didn't get equipped with anything. There's no equipment. Shove us on a hotel and say, play, you're going to wait here for a day or two <laughs> and then you're going to play on that day. That's right. Yeah. No preparation. So we journey off to the city, right? So we catch a train. We yeah. catch a train to the city and we're led by, there's only one person on our team from Sydney, which is Chuffer, okay? Yep. Um, and we like, we just, you know, we trust him. He's the Sydney guy, right? Yep. Like, like if you were in Melbourne, like, you know, yep. we had some people international, like we had a New Zealander from, from Brisbane, um, you know, they'll, they'll trust you to be able to navigate. So we come there, we go to the net cafe and we're with like the other teams, like Chiefs was there with it. Chiefs at the time. I think it was. Think yeah, it was, it was. Yep. yeah. Chiefs and Legacy and stuff. Um, actually no, Legacy wasn't. I don't think it was event. Legacy no, was that other was team. Chiefs and like Team Zero and. I can't remember. So, you know, we're playing and stuff and the clock's ticking, the clock's ticking. And it's like, oh shit. Okay. You know, like we're going to have to, we're going to have to go back to our hotel, right? So, you know, we're, we're playing some solo queue and stuff and there. And the important piece of information here is that the trains stop at, at a midnight. certain time. Yeah. Is at that midnight, midnight? In Sydney. In Sydney. So there's no more trains. Yeah. So like, oh shit, we got to, we got to go. And our place is about, I think it was 40 a, minutes. It's like a 40 minute train ride yeah. from the city. Yeah. And there was no, and so at 12, that's the last train. So like, all right, we're going to yeah. go. It's like, you know, yep. lead us, this person, we call him Chuffer, that was his name. Yep. And, you know, we go to the train station. We're like, yes, we made it. We catch the train. Yep, right? on the train. On the train. And then four or five stops, he looks at us. He's like, shit, we're going the wrong way. So we caught the train, but we're going the wrong direction, away from where we want to be going. And we're like, oh, shit, we got we got to go back and go, and go back. So then we got another train, got back to the city. And then that was like the last train. That was train. the last train. <laughs> right. The last train. So we're, yep. we're 40 minutes away from our hotel, our yep. home. We have no, you know, we have no home, nothing. And this guy also in Sydney, his home was also like ages away. So it's like we could all just... And no one had money to pay for okay, a cab. So this is what I'm confused about. All right. No, I think we, we must have because... No, because no one wanted to pay the giant cab, right? Because it would be a huge cab fee. Yeah. So I think what, what happened was, so like, you know, so we, we are like, it's like, oh shit, like, what do we do? So, you know, we either... Um, and Uber wasn't around here. I think Uber wasn't a thing. Was it wasn't it? a thing. It wasn't a thing. It wasn't a thing. No, oh, this is before Uber. Yeah. Yeah. So our first thought was, let, let, let's, take some, let's take a taxi back. Well, there was okay. two options. It was taxi or there was bus. Or bus. Well, that was the, the option we obviously took, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so I was trying, I was hazy on this. I was thinking, it's like... Because I remember we did try to find a poor, cab. poor 18-year-olds and we just couldn't, we were stingy? Like, I think, no, no, what happened was like, we realized that we, there was no cab big enough for all oh, of us. Oh, because it was a big group. Because you had to get a maxi yeah. cab. And then the maxi cab at midnight is, it was first of all hard to find. We couldn't find a maxi yeah. cab. And then I think we're like, well, it's going to be so expensive anyway. Dude, we could have just called one. Could have, you could have potentially you never called thought one. That, but really. again, we didn't really think so that dumb. far. Yeah. So we caught the, the bus, right? So we took the bus, right? So we were like, oh, it's all good. You know, we'll get pretty close. We'll get there, right? we'll get there close. <laughs> so, we, you know, we're walking around the city for like an hour at this point, looking for the bus. Trying right? to find the bus. Trying stop. to find the bus. So yeah. This is like 1 a.m., right? Yeah. And then we get on this bus and there's a, a very weird group of people on that bus. I can't remember that. At 1 a.m. in Sydney on a Thursday night or Friday I think night. It was like a Thursday. And then we get to the stop. And it's like the last stop and they kick us all off the bus. And we're like, okay, Chuffer, where do we go now? It's like, oh, it's just like up this road, right? Literally 2, 3 a.m. in the morning. Remember this walk? Oh, it was a huge walk, We're walking it? on the side of this road for an hour and a half, I swear. It was, it was, I think it was, it was walk. Because we didn't get back, I checked. It was 4 a.m. Yeah, it would have been longer. I think it was like a two-hour walk. The sun was like coming up. The sun was coming up when we got back, yeah. 
I do remember it feeling abnormally long. Because we got kicked off the bus. That was the last stop. Yeah. Yeah. And then I remember we got back at a ridiculous time. Yeah, it was like four or five. And then we had to shoot this video the day. Luckily, that was on our tournament day. Ah. Yeah, when you think about it, it's just ridiculous. Like, what are we doing? <laughs> Why did we not just... Take- Why did we just get a cab? <laughs> or know. two cabs? I know. Like, pay the money. Like, just get sleep. So, this is just like a life experience, right? And this, again, this is like a tournament stuff. And we have no sleep this night. And we're, my legs were killing me. Yeah, dude. my legs were killing me as well. My really. feet were just screwed, It's so dude. blurry to me, though. Like, that whole event. That whole, like... That whole series of events... I just thought that was normal though. Yeah, but it was just like, oh, it's all good. We just walk <laughs> it's home. It's all good. Like walk home at 3 a.m. from like this, from like uh, all, like for two hours. Like yeah. who's going to do that? And I remember we were on a main road, weren't we? Yeah, it was on the main road. It was on the main road. Yeah, just walking on this main road. We get to the hotel, the sun's so coming stupid, up. So stupid, man. We were so stupid. Yeah. I swear, I swear like an 18 year old now is so much smarter than we were. Maybe. That's hard to say. I mean, I speak to some 18-year-olds in my Discord, really? and they're way more sophisticated yeah, probably. in terms You're of their level right. of thought than we us. Were not, we were not the brightest bunch. No. Again, we're a bunch of gamers. Yeah. So I thought this, that story would be good, good, to, kick off. good to kick us off, Curtis. Wow. And that was 20... That what? would have been 20... Well, we're in 2020... 2014. 2014. Because yeah. we graduated high school in 2013. Wow. Imagine... So this was exactly a year after our exams. Imagine 2013... You finish high school, and then this was a year later, you're traveling to Sydney, walking around the city for two hours, wow. trying to get to a hotel. That whole period in time feels like a lot like happened a, in one, two years, I feel like, as well. Like that 2014, 2015. 2016. There's yeah. a lot that happened. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff there. I mean, story time, Nathan. So, I mean, there's so many things that happened. I think where the juicy stuff starts is 2017. Yeah, so when we moved to the gaming house. So 20, because there was a gap, right, for a few years. So where it was all online, stuff, yeah. online OPL, and then we kind of, well, I quit. Yep. Um, and is when you transitioned to top lane? Yep, I quit. No, no, okay, I went to top lane because I wanted to play with Fantix. And then I quit. Because I was like, there's no career in this. And your schedule was screwed at the time. I, as well. I was busy, very, very busy. And then I said to you, I don't want to do this anymore. So I quit. Yeah. Um, I do remember one thing though. Oh, geez. Do you remember the time where I skipped playing the game, the match, the OPL match to go clubbing? And then we had to lie about it. Did you really you remember the, oh, the boat, like a party, boat party? And we yeah. wanted to lose the game on purpose. Oh, shit, dude. That's spicy. I think everyone knew though, didn't they? It was weird though. Wait, why did we want to lose off a seeding? We wanted to like lose a game to be- versus a certain team, yeah. and it just so co- it just so happened to coincide with a boat party that I was going to. Yeah, and then everyone was like, "What the fuck, Curtis is going to a boat party on the day of- <laughs> instead, of- instead of his OPL match?" I don't even remember that, dude. And you played with Kudan, I think. I can't remember. Anyway, moving on from that, so there was. Anyway, there was a tr- brief transition period where I quit for like six months. Yep. And then you called me up and you said, Curtis, you know, I want you to come back as coach. We've got investment and we're going to Korean boot camp. And I was actually overseas at the time traveling. Mm. Um, I was overseas traveling in Japan at the time. And then you said, like, come, come by, meet us in Korea. For our boot camp. So then I went and I was in kind of going to Korea anyway. Yeah. But I was in Seoul and you guys were in Busan. And then so I ended up going to Busan for like a few days to kind of chill with you guys. The thing that you didn't experience with that was our journey there. But you booked, didn't you book 
a ticket from Avalon Airport instead of Melbourne yeah, Airport. Yeah, I accidentally booked it to Avalon because I was like, oh, like I was looking for the cheapest flights possible. Right? I was like, oh, this is a great deal. Look at this. And then I realized it was Avalon Airport, which is an extra three hours from like Melbourne Airport, right? No, it's just not. It's not really an airport. That I mean, you really I mean, so the journey that we had. I mean, you likely you missed this, dude. It was a thirty-hour flight to go to from Australia, and usually what? It's like twelve hours, isn't it, to Korea? Or f- yeah, or well, like if you take one way, it's like twelve hours. Yeah, so. I mean, it wasn't 30 hours, one flight. It was like three flights. So we went from Avalon to Sydney. To Sydney. Yep. And then we caught up with our Sydney players, like Destiny and stuff. Yep. yep. Uh, and then Sydney to where? And then Sydney to, it would have been like Bangkok or something. Yep. And then Bangkok to, to Seoul, Seoul. And then Seoul, Seoul to, Busan. to Busan. So four flights. So like, oh, that, that wasn't, did you fly from Seoul to Busan? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's four flights. Holy shit. And it was like a 35, 36 hour journey. And they were pissed. Oh, and then you became a meme. That's where they started meme, saying yeah. the players were because no, because what happened? All the players were complaining to you. Yeah, and then you, and and then you just said, "Well, as long as we get there, <laughs> yeah, that's what I kept saying. As long as we get there, it's like you know when the kids say, are 'We there? Yeah, are we there.' It's like just one more well, flight. No, this guys. is actually a very important event though because yeah. w- okay, so we we're very critical of like um, on this podcast of esports, right? Mm. I mean, we've made that pretty clear. And one of our problems was that. Um, because you're working with very young people, it's very easy for like the team culture to kind of disintegrate very, very quickly. Like Mm. if you're not like on top of it from day dot, like exactly what, what is allowed, what isn't allowed, they will devolve to kids and the viewing the managers as parents. Mm. And that's why the men, the manager's job in many, even to this day, from what I've seen, they are in a way, the parents. It's Mm. like, well, they clean up after you. They, they make your life as easy as possible. It's kind of like when you're a kid, you don't, they pack your lunch. They do everything for you. And in a way, I think from that day, as soon as it kind of that, that trip to Korea, I think that's where it all started. You let things slide. Yeah. Now, and I wasn't there and yeah. we didn't even think about this shit, but no. like that's where it all started. And that's, that's right. where the team culture yeah. from the get go, because that's when now we're all in person. Yeah. That's when it all started to kind of form. But we didn't realize it yet, but that was going to bite I mean, us there, in the there, ass. There was the some benefits. Run. Like, we were all very close, right? We were close. We were close. It was a really unique team environment still. Oh, everyone did, definitely did respect each other as players. Yeah. That was probably one of the few teams where we've had, like, a lot of respect for each other. Um, And there were, I would say there wasn't really egos in the sense that over one another. We had ego as a group. Yeah, we had a group. It was actually, in a weird way, we had an ego as a group comparatively to other teams. We never had inter-clashing egos in the team itself, which was very interesting. It probably came like later on, but at that stage, it was all sunshine. Because it was so exciting because we were the first ever OS team to fully boot camp in Korea as well, right? So we were like, yes, we're the first ones. We had a good roster. You know, we went over there. So that journey was like, that that, that was the beginning of our insane flight history, dude. Like... We've done some insane traveling. All right, so let's let's get into some. Did anything happen in that Korean boot camp that was like interesting? Okay, no, I I do remember one thing. That was our first one in 2016. When I so this is the first time I've properly met Shern, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the first oh, time okay. I probably met Shernfire. Yeah. And then Shernfire said to me one thing that forever stuck in my mind. Oh, I'll wow. never forget to this day. It yeah. actually guided me for, oh for years to come. I said to him, I said Shern, um. I said something along the lines of like, these guys have really good synergy. And Sharon said to me, he said straight up, synergy doesn't exist. There's no such thing as like synergy. Like what is synergy? Because I always thought like you would have like it, it, from Counter-Strike, 
my background, synergy always was like a thing you spoke about. Like these players are really good together. They sync together. They they work well together. But Shern kind of changed my view on this. He said, Curtis, I don't really believe in synergy. I don't believe it exists. They're either the better players or they're not the better players. In a way, I, 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 now with the beauty of like with everything I know now, I can kind of see where he's coming from because in a way in league, there is the correct play. At the highest level, there really is the correct play or there's it's a bad play. And in a way, in his mind, it's either we do the correct play or not. And I don't care if I'm in sync if we're doing the bad play. In his mind, he just wanted to do the best play. But in a way, that's where our mantra later on, Jono came in, was alignment, right? And our entire mantra became alignment, getting on the same page, which mm. in a way is synergy. Mm. Synergy is just you're on the same page, essentially, and which you can build alignment. And by playing and in, in Counter-Strike, you just had two players that played each other for a long time. Their views of the game over time become aligned because you're just playing. You, you always talk about the game, right? But I that stuck with me and that was the, the, my again one of my first impressions of Shane like wow this guy he definitely thinks outside the box and he has his own unique take on the game and I think his time by himself because he was in Korea by himself but before that time he shaped his own unique view of the game which was completely opposite to me because I was very like team oriented team mm, team team mm. he was like Individual. Fuck team, individual, individual. Let's just get every like. I don't want to. I don't want to look at this game if if Chippies is dying top. Yeah, solo kill. Yeah, like he just roasted people, and then that started. Shern was the pillar of I think shaping our view of the game completely. Shernfire was the one, like I have to give him credit for completely influencing my view on how League is less of a team game than I thought and more of an individual game, and it worked. We won every split for two, two years. years yeah. <clears throat> and he was the best player and we became the best player even after we changed our roster completely basically mm. in 2018. Yeah. From that mantra, we all have to be good individually and the rest will fall into place. And it did. And the rest did in a way fall into place. And obviously we kind of got capped at inter international events when everyone is good individually. But that's a different story though. That's a different skill set. But I do remember that. I do remember that exact thing. And I do remember one other thing here, Nathan. And this okay. is where the ridiculous stories really start. Okay. Okay. You're gonna you're gonna love this one. I don't know why I remember this. But hear me out. And I might I might fuck this one up a bit. Okay. So you have to back me up here. Yeah. So we had a gaming room in the hotel, right? Oh geez. So we had a, a room where yeah. all our PCs were here. So the way the setup works, and when you go in these Korean boot camps, you do it through like a third party organizer. They hook you up with kind of like a conference room, but it's set up with like PCs. Yeah, they around. set it up for you. And but everyone has their each individual room as well. So everyone has their individual room, but it's sometimes on different floors. Um, but then there's the gaming room. And obviously people here were in Korea for the first time. So everyone's super excited to get grind as many games as possible. We're talking like 25, 30, you know, 25 games a day. We're like, we're literally grinding hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got two funny stories. Actually, I got thought of another one, this exact boot camp. Okay. Um, um, anyway, I remember a player I don't, we're not going to say no names here. Like, we're not naming names, about, yeah. but a player, this is true, <laughs> he wanted to go to the bathroom. And he... It, was it because was it because his place was too far away? I mean, no, it's like three, four minutes. Okay, well, no. he was lazy, right? Yeah. <laughs> he was lazy. He could have te technically got his key card, went down to the room three floors below, and just went down the elevator and, you know, chuck a piss. But he really needed to go to the toilet. And because he wanted to like obviously play a lot of games and just didn't want to leave the gaming room, he literally pissed in a bottle, right? <laughs> he pissed in an empty bottle. Water bottle. And then he put it in the trash. Yeah. 
And then when the cleaning lady obviously came overnight or whatever yeah. to clean the gaming room, was like, what the fuck is this? And then I had to talk to the manager. And then Nathan had to talk to the manager to explain, like, this won't happen again. And so the conversation was, they sorry, our players won't piss in bottles again. <laughs> like, and the, the fact that this We're was... like a bunch of animals or something. Like, this was the start. And yeah. Like, this is where we started to realize, like, this is... This is... Like, this may seem, like, just completely ridiculous... <laughs> But this is the norm. Like this story, this is gaming, game. Is this game? This is gaming house. This is yeah. what it's like. Yeah. Unironically, you get very anti, very you know reclusive type players who no do not socialize. They have zero life experience. It's just the game. We're talking toddlers essentially because these people at this period of time they played a metric ton of games mm. like grinders, like Tyler One level mm. every day mm. for years. These what made them the best, right? So. This sort of thing thing become the norm. Like no one would call them out on it in a way. It was like ah, like laugh it off. Yeah. And I mean, I'm just like, what the fuck? Like this is just because you have a bit more life experience. I was a little bit, but like I, even though I knew that was yeah. just messed up. Come on, like you got to admit <laughs> that I was wouldn't do up. that. No. Um, and I think that was like the start. Yeah. We're like, okay, this is this is gonna get interesting. This is gonna get interesting. This we haven't even got to the gaming yeah, house. We haven't yet. got to the gaming house yet. No. Gaming house started. This was at the, this boot camp was in end of 2016. The gaming house started at the beginning of 2017. We haven't even been in the gaming house yet. This is just a, a sneak peek into what would have potentially happened in 2017. And the other little story, just a little small one, funny one. King was obviously the A to carry at the time, and he was struggling in his master tier promos at the time. And um, I remember I woke up super early one day and I wanted to play on a high yellow account. I didn't have a high yellow account because coaches <laughs> didn't get the high yellow accounts, yeah. right? So I, I played on King's account and won his master promos 3 0. And I versed Godvi and beat Godvi. I didn't. And, I, and then he woke up and I pretended like nothing happened. He yeah. went, like, What the fuck? Why am I master here? <laughs> And he was pretty angry at me. Holy though. shit! You actually did that. What, yeah. what were you playing at the time? Were you playing? I don't. I, I genuinely don't. I think I was just playing Oriana. Oriana, got yeah. It. I was like pretty good at Ori at the time. I was always good at Ori. God V was like a meme out that that world's all. He played for Gold V. Everyone could meet him called Gold V. Because didn't he play for like an LP? He was an LPL yeah. player. I can't remember what team he played for. But anyway, so there's that. Is there any other stories from before we move from that point? No, I just remember specifically going to Subway every day. Subway every day. Yeah, gotten so sick of that. We were there for three weeks. We went. We actually went out with uh, those the the Korean guys. I forgot their names. Who we were with us? They were really cool. I wasn't they there when us. you did that. Oh, you, yeah, you did. You, you did like a proper Korean yeah, we meal. Like, yeah, Korean meal, and we like we went to the temple and sort of stuff. Yeah. That was that was good. Good time. So, twenty seventeen gaming house. Gaming house. So, we, gaming house. so our gaming house was a two thousand dollar a week insane view. Like legit two thousand dollars a week. A week. So like eight thousand dollars a month. <laughs> this place, right? Three bedroom, two bathroom. <laughs> And there was... No, it was three bathroom. Technically. Remember, I had three oh, three, toilets. technically, yeah, yeah. So three bathroom, three bedroom. Yeah. And this is in like a really nice spot in Sydney. Overlooking right? the Sydney Harbour Bridge. Like yeah. a, we're talking like a proper, like a really nice place. Really nice place. Except there's seven people in a three bedroom apartment, right? Seven people, yeah. <laughs> so me and you slept in one room in bunk bed. Yeah. Then it was Sharon and Fendix in yeah. another room in a bunk bed. Yeah. And then we had Chippy's Destiny and King and three King people. and one person slept on the floor. Like the King slept on the floor. Yeah. For a year. <laughs> yeah. No, it was Destiny. Who slept on the floor? I know yeah, they switched. Was, I think I, know <laughs> <laughs> I think Calvin did initially, but then yeah, yeah, and then Destiny copped it. Yeah. Um, where do we even start for honestly? that one? God, I mean, all I remember. You, 
uh, having a sponsor meeting and you setting off the fire. Oh alarm. yeah, so so that, that was funny. So God. we had someone someone come in. I think it was from LG. It was LG, it? yeah, it was Russ. Um, someone was coming in to like because so the way it worked is our owner at the time used to bring in sponsors all the time to like show, check out, show out, like show the pad, show, off, yeah. show the place, yeah. and like the gaming house, and like get sponsors on board excited about the space, right? And this is when esports was still kind of like young. This is yeah. 2017. Like yeah. it wasn't like as big as it is now. Not many people knew about esports, especially in Australia. Um, and I remember I was in the morning and I was making breakfast and I think I forgot about the toast in the toaster and it wasn't just like a little bit of burnt. It was like pluming with smoke. Like we're talking <laughs> like, like a bomb went off. And then I remember sitting there and then we, we hear a smile and then, um, like <laughs> we hear it cause our, cause the door was closed. We were outside. And the guy's trying to do the pitch. Like the owner's yeah, trying to do the pitch. To an LG, our sponsor. And, uh, <laughs> And we were like, we heard it and we're like, no, there's no way it's our apartment, right? Like, there's no Your way. We, we thought it was like downstairs or up above. It's like, you know, let's just continue the meeting, right? And then I think you open the door and you're like, shit, like, <laughs> there's smokes everywhere, dude. And it's just the most ridiculous thing. Like, imagine if you're sponsored. Imagine you're a sponsor and you're like, going to put your money, money And there's like this kid setting off a fire alarm in like, like this apartment. Smoking <laughs> out the whole place. It's ridiculous. What else happened? There? Um... Oh, what are some funny ones? <laughs> I remember we broke the couches and stuff, which the, the landlord just absolutely roasted us for. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, where do you even start? I would say... <laughs> I think the That was a fun time. It was though. a fun time. That I, was so fun. I think some of the funniest moments were when... Um, <laughs> So like we had two vegetarians on the team (laughs) and we had to like, (laughs) we had to figure out how to cook for seven people. Right. And imagine like you're an 18 year old kid. He like doesn't even know how to cook for yourself. We were 21 at the time. Like this is the first time we moved out of home. Right. This is, I left home. We were 20. We weren't, sorry. I wasn't 18. I was just, this is when we were 20, 21. Yeah. And I'd never like properly cooked for myself. Like I was still at home at the Mm. time. My mom was like still cooking for Mm. me when I was like 20. Right. Same here. Yeah. So I never like properly cooked meals for myself. So now I've gone from barely being able to cook for myself, only knowing how to cook spaghetti bolognese, basically, <laughs> to having to cook for seven people and, and two, two vegetarians. vegetarians. Yeah. Like, fuck me, yeah. right? So like, it, we initially said, like, hey, we want the place where as much holy cook as possible. So I think me and you did a lot of cooking, right? No, originally it was one person was to cook a meal per night. Okay, so originally, yeah, each player was going to do a meal a yeah. night and then they hated that, obviously. Yeah. And so I'm like, screw it. I want our team to win. And I think they should play more solo queue as a coach. So I, d- I end up taking responsibility to cooking, right? Yeah. I think you helped me a bit. Yeah, of course I did. What yeah. else was on? I was the bloody team team dad at that point. And, um, and the funniest thing was, was when I didn't know how to cook vegetarian meals. <laughs> so the meals were so bad. The vegetarian yeah. meals were like... It was literally like beans. Like it was just like baked beans. Like I don't know what it was, but no, it the, wasn't the, even edible. The honestly. one that came me was the ravioli. <laughs> so the easiest thing for us to get the easiest meal to cook was uh, packet pack ravioli. Packet ravioli, like, with spinach like a, and ricotta or something. Get like a packet. Pack it, chuck it in a boiling water. Did you get a packet of bucket, chuck it in boiling water, and just get like some shitty tomato sauce and just chuck it on a plate. And turn it over. So and the. <laughs> The vegetarians are like, what the fuck is this? I can't live off ravioli every day. Like, we hate it. And, like, they hated it. They- <laughs> it became a they, meme. They, they liked it originally, but then it became pretty no, bad. No, because we had it so much. No, it was especially the sauce that we used. We did onto the <laughs> shitty sauces. Because <laughs> we got the cheapest sauce you could possibly get. It was yeah. barely tomato sauce, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it was like water. 
Um, and just the diet was so bad though yeah, at the time. Right, like yeah. we had one player that primarily lived off snacks who had um, <laughs> yeah. Pringles basically <laughs> for every day for lunch. Most players were having like cereal and then Pringles and then fucking <laughs> ravioli for dinner. <laughs> it was the shittest. And, and, and super duvers, that's it. Well, what eventually happened, they went out for lunch every day. Yeah, that's what good. became the thing. They ended up just... Because we were close to everything, the city, right? We were all in the city, so... And the Coles was only, like, 10 minutes away. It's like we were out, which no one knew how to cook. Everyone's lazy and gamers, and everyone's wanted to play soccer. That yeah. was, like, the... You know, even though it was so close to food, it was, like, so far away in a way. And at this time, I was still, like... I had no idea what I was doing as a coach, right? Like, yeah, I had no... Navigating. My theory was, I'm just going to get so good as a coach, I'm just going to intimidate a lot of the players. You mean so good in, in solo queue. Solo queue, yeah. So what I did was yeah. I got top 10 as a coach in Season 7, which was higher than nearly every play like in the meme, OPL. There was like a meme saying, when Dial's coach is combined more ELO than your entire team. Yeah, so what happened? I got, we versed one of these teams, um, Vaughn at the time, and my rank was like, I think I was 1K LP in season seven as an, I was as a coach, right? Mm. And then my LP was, was higher than the combined total of every single one of their players. So imagine how intimidating. We're already all top 10, right? Dials at the time were basically all top 10, rank one, two, three, four, five. Then their coach is ranked 10, and not a single player is even remotely close, not even to their coach. So it was like mental warfare. Everyone was terrified of versing us, mm. and that became like our flex. That's where the Dials, like, you know, our mentality was just like, we're not, we're not going to lose. Losing wasn't even like a thought at all. Yeah. Um, but we bet we the biggest mistake that year is that we created an incredibly elitist mentality. Yeah. And it, to our detriment in a way. It became like if you I remember um I got, I got a few funny stories from that year. I remember one where our mid was having like a really bad time and he was like getting beaten down mentally. Mm. Like it was so bad that he didn't even go out for lunch. Like he would just play solo queue, he'd scrim. It wasn't talking at all. Wasn't talking to anyone. We did mute, mute and scrims. And I, whenever I went and spoke to him, he said, no, I don't want to talk. I'm just fucking shit. Like, just play more solo queue. And he just grinded solo queue, grinded solo queue, grinded VODs. Like, from when he woke up, from when he went to sleep, he was solo queuing, solo queuing, watching VODs, solo queuing. And he, he ended up becoming incredibly good at the time. But it obviously wasn't sustainable in his mental health. But, um, like, that was our mentality. It was like, you're either the best individually on the, in, in our server or get the fuck out type thing. Mm. Like, if you're not the best, you don't have a place on this team. So everyone, everyone's responsibility on that team was to be the best in their respected role on our server, period. And there had to be no questions about that. If you don't win lane, Shern would bully you to feel so bad that you would do something about it. Like, Shern Fire the Jungle at the time was like, I don't want to. I don't want to review this. Like, if mids are just fucking dying all the time, like you would literally say that passive aggressively. Like, everything was passive aggressive. Everything was passive aggressive. Was right. like Shern would say out into oblivion. Um, our solo liners just suck, you know? And like, obviously they hear that. Like he would say it on purpose to me really loud so they would hear it. Mm. So it became like a never ending cycle of just like shame everyone into being the best. And it worked, just obviously exploded towards the end. Like it didn't become sustainable. Um, funny story. We play, remember when we played basketball and I pushed over Richard and he, Oh yeah. So we had a basketball court near us yeah. and we're playing basketball one day as a team, as like a team activity. And I accidentally pushed our mid laner and he he, he fractured his, his arm and he yeah. had to wear a sling. Yeah. And didn't we have to get a sub? Yeah, we had to get a, a sub. No, he played with the sling. Did he play with the I'm sling? I'm pretty sure he did, yeah. I know something ridiculous happened. We definitely didn't get a sub. Right. No, because we were considering you going in. But yeah. 
But he just played with his He just sling. played, yeah. It was pretty messed up. Because I remember I said, it's fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Because I was like, there's no way it's fractured. Like, yeah. it didn't look that hard. It didn't look like that, like a big fall for me. <laughs> it was. Like, he'd actually fractured his arm. Felt pretty guilty about that one. Um, the Brazil trip was insane. That was the insane jet lag. That was so the that first was, time I experienced jet lag. That was our first international event. was yep. Brazil 2017, MSI, MSI. MSI 2017. Two fifteen-hour flights. So this was not me booking it. So it was we Riot went from we went from Australia to Dubai. Dubai, and then Dubai to Sao Paulo. Yeah, fifteen hours. Fifteen hours. They were good it? flights. They were good flights. Like Emirates, oh, so it was good. I mean, I was stuck next to like this huge dude. Oh, <laughs> you really? For the of, I didn't move for fifteen hours. <laughs> I couldn't get out of my chair. Yeah, that's like uh, remember the uh, Destiny had the blood clots and the Destiny to the hospital. Move, yeah, Destiny. One of our players didn't move for the whole flight. <laughs> yeah, and then because you had to move your like legs, yeah. and he got like blood clots in his leg, and he had to go to hospital in Brazil. In Brazil. And like we thought he's had to amputate. <laughs> we thought he amputate his leg, dude. Oh Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> it's another complication and we were so jet lagged dude the jet lag was unbelievable and we're just trying to perform like we had to play in a few days yeah. and people were falling falling asleep during the day like during the time we're playing yeah one of our players before we were going up to stage he was literally sleeping he had to sleep he was literally sleeping on a, on a beanbag I think <laughs> yeah as we're about to go on to stage <laughs> on stage it was crazy, wasn't it? That was when Jono was with us. For the that, first was time we, well. that was when we. That was when everything started to go fun, like explode. Yeah, that's when we lost that in a pretty bad fashion. Well, no, as because well. I will to the to the day I die, I am suspicious of that MSI event. Oh, really? Because I told you, we no one played Ivan. Yeah, it's a bit off. And we had a, a game one strategy versus Red Canids, a Brazilian team, was to first pick Ivan. No one knew that we we're going to do it. We didn't. No, even, no, but. They did. We did it against Legacy. We did game. it one game. Yeah, but they thought we'll do the same thing. But we didn't play it for yeah, the rest of the games true. at all. It was one game it's of the bit, best of yeah. in a, in a four game series. The fact that we would first pick it, and they did, and then they first picked it, and we're like, what? Were thrown off. Then they didn't play it at all. Yeah. So I, we got completely thrown off, and I always think that something suspicious happened there because we're in the home country. Whether they someone leaked out. Someone hacked our computers or whatever the fuck happened. Something happened. I knew... I, it's I, a conspiracy I, theory. It's yes. a conspiracy theory, but I, <laughs> I am still suspicious about what happened it was, there. it was a bit strange. Um, but yeah, that event was an absolute disaster. Yeah. Um, okay, so that was MSI. Vietnam, any cool stories from Vietnam? Oh, he went to Vietnam for Rift Rivals. Yep. That was cool because we were with all the other O's teams and stuff, and that was that was a really fun. Uh, event Gigabyte as well. Marines. I was when Gigabyte Marines were really, really good. Really we first Gigabyte Marines, and they stomped <laughs> us. They were a really good team. Um, I'm trying to think of other events that happened during the gaming house, and I do remember one. Okay, I knew this is not going to be appropriate, but okay. we might. Oh Jesus, Curtis. the 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 room with the girl. Oh Jesus, Curtis. Oh, it's not it's not that inappropriate. Yeah, it's just it's, stupid. It's just teenage boys. So like we um okay. This is really bad, actually. Okay, really? We bullied a guy oh, Jesus on Christ. our team yeah. to not have a girlfriend. Yeah. That's, again, part of our elitist thing. This was the elitist thing. So this is dead serious. So yeah. one of our players had a thing with a girl. It was obviously a bit of a fan of him. And obviously him being, you know, not getting any attention from any girls, being an 18-year-old kid was like, he couldn't say no in a way. He's like, whoa, holy moly, this is the first time like a girl's really giving me attention, right? Super exciting. But we were like really wanting to win. Like every, if you weren't playing solo queue, like what are you doing? There's nothing else to do here. You you got to scrim and then solo queue and then scrim and then solo queue. Like that's <clears> it. <throat> like you were, 
you were forced to play solo queue because everyone else was solo queuing and the house is so small, right? Mm. Yeah, everyone knows what everyone's everyone doing. Everyone knows whatever. There's no hiding. Yeah. Like, there's no hiding, right? Yeah. So what happened was he started talking to her and then everyone started like saying things behind his back saying like, like Chippy's not playing as much solo, he's not playing as much solo queue anymore, blah, 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 blah. And um, it got to the point where like the players were like saying, you got to like leave her, you got to dump her. Like myself included. Like we like in a like way. It was like a team group. It was like a team group decision yeah. for him. Like yeah. it's either us yeah. or your girlfriend. Yeah. Like in the middle of the year, like we're talking in the middle of the year. And this seems so ridiculous now, but again, we're clueless. We have no idea what the hell we're doing. And it seemed like the right thing to do. And I remember Jono at the time was thinking, you guys are going to go to jail. <laughs> like if this goes yeah, to public, yeah, like yeah. you guys are going down. This yeah. is not going to look good as a PR. It's like a cult, right? dude. It's like a cult. Yeah. And then we, in a way, and we forced him to like not see her and everything. And, sh- and then he ended up having to like, he was like so upset. Like mm. he was crying and shit. Mm. Um, it was not good. And um, we scarred him. Yep, it was messed up. That was not good. That was our leader's culture. It was one of the many negative things. And I mean, not, and then we'll talk about, I guess, we've, we, I think we have mentioned the, the, the destiny before. Yeah, the We'll talk meme, about it one more time. Memes, yeah. I mean, the, I mean, I, we just, we, because I would always like chip in as well. Like, Nathan, you, Nathan, you got to admit that you were the most passive aggressive. Yeah, I was the most passive You were incredibly toxic. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to believe, but Nathan was yeah cool because I, I was just, very toxic. I'll just sit there and I'll just watch all the scrims right all day right because I'm just there right, and like I just see just things are just ridiculous things around the house like so because I was like sort of like making sure the house didn't we 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 well, you're, the you're, landlord like didn't like destroy us right so like I had to like make sure the players weren't you know like pissing in bottles or breaking couches or like gonna burn the house down we were the gm in a way yeah so whenever a player started doing something like dumb in the kitchen or something i'll like call it out and i I just got so sick of it you know like eventually and then i guess it was like yeah it was passive aggressive because i was because your way instead of because you didn't want to like be directly you didn't want to piss off like in a way because you weren't good with conflict your your way of of avoiding conflict and but also bringing about the scenario that you wanted was Passive aggressive, yeah. Mask it with com- comedian, comedian vibes, vibes, yeah. And then, but it still gets the point across. So, an example. Let's give an example. We, you made this one up, right? The Destiny, right? Yeah. So we had a player, Destiny, yeah, who's still in <laughs> NA right now. Um, whenever he made a mistake, yeah, like no, no, it's actually no, it wasn't. It was whenever he did something stupid in the house because he obviously he wasn't. Yeah, that's right. He did a lot of stupid things in he the house. He was very young at the time. He was very well, young yeah. and he was very immature. And like, he obviously, he'd been babied a lot by his parents, obviously. So yeah. he wasn't really good with like just living environments. Yeah. So he would do a lot of things that were just like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, for example, like, I mean, I can't remember, but he would just do something like, put something somewhere really random. Like, yeah. you know, why would you put that there? Or why? I actually can't remember anything specific. I can't remember anything specific, but just really basic stuff. Yeah. And then you called him out one day and because you were so like, how is this possible? So yeah, that's right. Yeah. And yeah. you're like, you said the destiny. You yeah. called it like the destiny. So in a way, the destiny was synonymous with... And then it was dragging the scrims. Well, fuck up, right? Did yeah. it, destiny equals, equals fuck, fuck up. up. Yeah. Like you're, that's just stupid. But then it got, yeah, you said, like you said, it, it got people, obviously the team... So when you make bad plays in scrims, then the players would say it as well. Well, so if he messed up in a game, everyone would say, the destiny. Yeah. 
right? Yeah. And then and then he, that started to take a toll on him mentally because every single time he's making a mistake or he's like walking on eggshells everywhere because everyone's waiting because it was funny. Everyone was laughing when everyone said it. He, he was like scared to do anything. Yeah. And he cracked it one day. He's like, I fucking had enough. Yeah. And then end up um, leaving. He quit in the middle of it. Like, like he told me, I'm going home. He literally went home. And we're like, fuck, we got to find a new support. We had to like convince him to come back. And we're winning. This is when we're winning. winning we haven't yeah. lost a single game. That's the key thing with esports. The interesting thing is, even if you're winning, like, like if you guys are curious why roster changes change all the time, it's because even if you're winning, everyone just hates each other. In a gaming house, the way it is, is that yeah, you're going to hate each other. to hate each other. Even if you're Too much winning. conflict. Too much conflict, yeah. And, and you no one knows how to deal with it. And no one is good with conflict, yeah, because yeah, everyone's so young. And even the leadership is very poor. Yeah, dude, I don't know what the fuck I was doing. Yeah. We don't know what the fuck But I even was. now, we've seen it. Yeah. Obviously not as bad as it was, but, you know, still bad. But that was, you know, a, a classic example of that passive aggression. And that passive aggression, because it's coming from the top, from Nathan and me, from the coaches and, like, the staff... It just had a trickle down effect in the entire culture of the team. So everyone was passive, and it was that was condoned. That's right. So we had with elitist, passive aggressive, toxic, fun environment, and that's what it was. That's what it was. Closing up the house. All right, make this a lot. This will be the last story then of 2017 before <laughs> yeah. we move on. Okay? This was the best story, dude. I love. We this even story. started this one. It's super simple. Uh... It's about a week until we have to leave because this is when we win that split. So we won split two and then we made world World's and we're the host representative and we got to go to... Wuhan, China. Wuhan, China. Yep. No, wait, we got to boot camp first. Did we boot camp that? I don't think we did, do we? No, we did 100% because that's when we... Jack Kays was with Oh, us. we did. We did. Yeah, we did do a boot camp. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So we we're going to go to Korea, right? So this is a week out and we're like looking at the house. It's like, it'll be fine. Like... We'll be able to pack this up because because we're we're not going to come back to the house. It's literally like leave this house. Also, oh, the way the rent was structured or the lease was that we were leaving as when worlds was worlds when started in a way. So yeah. like in a way, we we were having to pack up the house, put it all the way into a storage, into storage essentially, yeah. and then leave for overseas. That's that's what we're doing, right? Yeah. So we had to simultaneously pack to go overseas and clean the house ready for like an inspection. inspection that's right. So we literally so like, we get our bond back. <clears throat> literally like move everything, but like removalists come in and stuff, which was a disaster. Um, <clears throat> and then obviously we have no food or nothing, right? So we order some takeout, right? We get takeout. I can't remember what we had. It was like Japanese or something like that. And then you like wake up sick. Remember? Was this in 2017? Yeah. I was sick again. Yeah, food poison. Don't you not remember this, Curtis? This is the best story, right? The thing, we were doing like some mainstream media a lot of the time as well, 2017, right? And we had a shoot at the Sydney Cricket Ground because we partnered this, well, with I thought SCG. this was 2018. Curtis, just follow me on here. This is 2017, okay? Oh. Okay. <laughs> so before we go into Korea, we, uh, this is when we just got partnered with the Sydney Cricket Ground, which is like a historic Australian, you know, 70, 80,000 seat stadium, you know, huge thing. It was a huge deal for us. Because we we're gonna have our performance facilities in 2018 there, right? Right, 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 right. And we're doing like a a article for the Sydney Morning Herald or something like that. It was like the Herald big newspaper, yeah, the big newspaper, Herald Sun, yeah. wasn't it? And um, you know, so we're still packing the house together that day, and then we got to go at like 10 a.m. to the Sydney Cricket Grounds to take some photos, right? And Curtis is like feeling really sick, like all the way there, really sick all the way there, and then you know he's there, 
And then... Um, we're taking the photo in the middle of the... Sydney Cricket Ground. Sydney Cricket Ground. Before we get to the ground, because Curtis felt so sick. Curtis was like, I, I need some... Like, I need to drink something. So you got a Gatorade, remember? Yeah, we got a Blue Gatorade. Gatorade you drank. Okay. We go to the... To walk to the ground, you know? Getting ready to do the photo, photo shoot. And Curtis is literally in the middle of the ground, projectile vomiting on this sacred land... <laughs> the say this is where like India versus and Australia the CEO. Versus, yeah, the exec no the executives, it wasn't the CEO, it was, was one it? of the executives at the Sydney Cricket Ground is watching, watching this plow <laughs> vomit in the middle of the Sydney Ground, just blue before projector. the photo shoot. And you were like vomiting so much. I was much. on my hands and knees. <laughs> you hands and knees. I was on my hands and knees just vomiting. <laughs> in the middle that. of the cricket on the grass, right? And um <laughs> God damn it. And you were so sick. I And then, so we did the photo shoot. You mustered up the energy to do the photo shoot. You still felt so sick. And you like slept. You got back. You slept. And we were leaving that night. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, we were leaving that night. Oh, you're right. Yeah. And you were so sick. And I, I actually don't even know how you boarded that plane. No, because I remember I felt really, really sick. And then I spoke to the owner and I said, I can't get on this plane. What happens? Can I go later? He said, you can't. You got to get on. Like the tickets are too expensive yeah. and you need to be here with the team. Yeah. And so he says, you're not allowed to get on if you're sick, but if you can kind of hold on and pretend, yeah, like, you know, pretend you're okay and get on. You're Once like, you're on, you're on. You're like vomiting the whole afternoon. The whole afternoon, yeah. And you like slept, I think, a bit. And like, I'm then, then, because then it was so bad for me because I was trying to pack up the house and then Curtis was down. So I was like, fuck, I got to do all this shit by myself yeah. now. And it was such a disaster, dude. And <laughs> we finally get it done. And then, you know, I mean, we didn't really get it done. I remember the house, I, was, still the house was still fucked. Yeah. But I got to the airport. I remember feeling really, really And sick. you were just dead, dude. Like I was I dead. Saw I was like, you had like lying. no life and you had no energy. No. And you're about to board a 15 hour flight or 10 hour flight to yeah. Korea or whatever, right? Yeah. And um, yeah. And then I think you vomited like once or twice at the airport. Mm. And then you got on the plane and then you, you didn't I, vomit. I, no, right. I instantly slept. You instantly slept. I fell asleep and then I slept the whole time. And then you were like, I woke fine. up and I was all good. That was so lucky. It's so dude. weird. Yeah. I was so scared you were just going to be vomiting the entire flight. Yeah, dude. me too. And I just passed out instantly. I don't know how the hell that happened. That's so funny because then the next year after that, when we had that food poisoning story, which we already told, we don't have to tell Yeah, it it's another one. Always get food poisoning. <laughs> Around the time before Wells. So annoying. So that was that was such a that was one of the stress. I lost like probably ten years of my life from that event. That, that I remember that you week. were so angry. I remember yeah. you saying to me in the I car, snapped. "You're like you because this is there's actually been very few. I think there's probably two moments ever really that you've I think snapped. Yeah, I think there's only been two moments. Yeah, one of them was this one. Yeah, I remember we were driving to we're, we're dropping to the airport. Yeah, we're driving to the airport and then it was just me and you in the car and you said, Curtis, I fucking had it. Yeah. Like, I just can't do this. Like, I'm just done. Fuck, fuck what everyone else says. Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't give a fuck about that place anymore. Like, you just went <laughs> off, man. Like, you went... I did. Like, you went ham. Yeah. And my face was all red. Yeah, and... you... I've never seen you like that before. Yeah, like, I, you I lost your cool, dude. I did. I'm like, all right, yeah, don't worry. It's done, man. <laughs> it was done. I just fucking snapped, dude. You snapped, man. Um... Okay, so that was 2017, and then we went to Wuhan. We had a close game with Cloud9, but we lost. Close yeah, it was brutal. Um, okay, 2018. So then we did a boot camp, remember? So we changed our roster. Yep. We got Triple and Cupcake. Triple then we cupcake. did another boot camp. So we got to Korea like three Korea times. again. So we, we, we literally went to Korea three times. Okay, let's talk about the 2018 gaming house. Okay, so that's with the facility... So the way, the, so it, did, it wasn't a gaming house anymore. So no. what it was, we had off-site accommodation. Yeah. And then we had like a house 
and then we had offices the office space, in the SCG. which was the Sydney Cricket Ground. The Sydney Cricket, so it was like office, Sydney, which was yeah. like you wanted to kind of separate like the that was our the work environment with like the home environment. Because we were like, fuck the gaming house, this shit sucks. Yeah, because the gaming house was terrible. Our experience with the gaming house was so bad. Like we wanted to do anything to avoid that. Yeah, because it was so casual. Like you're always there chilling and focusing no professionalism no professional nah, it was really hard so we learned from our mistakes the bullying and everything we tried right, so we tried really hard to like fix let's everything. make it professional so anyway um i remember when we got told to set up that house right and imagine where again we get dropped off of this house it has nothing in it Zilch. zero right and it's an old house old house just floorboards yeah and it had had i think at the time when we even went it had no electricity i think we even the first time we got in there and I had no internet, no electricity. And I think we did we get the electricity turned on that night or not? When we slept there the first night? I'm pretty sure we must have, yeah. All right, but anyway, um, all that was there was two mattresses. So no bed frame. There was Nathan was in one room on a mattress. It was hot as hell. And I was in another mattress on, on the floor. We're just sleeping on the floor. There's nothing. Imagine like a, 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 an abandoned house yeah. with no fridge, yeah. nothing. All that was there was two mattresses. So you think of it like we're like homeless people, right? Yeah. So a suitcase. We had no fridge, nothing. I don't even point. think there was even sheets on the beds. I think we scrounged some sheets, yeah. Right. So anyway. It was summer in Sydney It as was well, summer so in Sydney. And so it was hot as hell. No air conditioning in this house. And There's no air conditioning. No air conditioning. It's an old house. And we don't even think we had fans at that point in time. No, we didn't. We had no fans. And I said, all right, good night, Nathan. And I think, yeah, we did have electricity. I turned the light off and I'm lying in bed and I'm just there. I'm trying to go to sleep and I felt something on my foot. I'm like, what is that? What is that on my foot? And then I, I, I got my, my, my phone and I shone the torch and there was a huge cockroach on my foot. Like, you, I'm like, fuck. And I'm just and like, I'm like sleeping, dude. I wake up. I was like, oh, Jesus. No, because the, the thing about this though is you're extra paranoid because we saw that there was like a cockroach infestation. Like there's a lot of cockroaches. There was a lot of cockroaches. Be before. So we go into the desk, we're like, fuck, there's like a lot of cockroaches. And they come and out at night. So Kurt is already paranoid going to sleep. He's like, I swear to God, if I feel a cockroach, I'm going to flip, right? And yeah, then I, so I lost my cool. You didn't talk about losing cool. I lost my cool. Like then, I was done, dude. Yeah. Like I was, I was already like, fuck, just get me out of here. You know, yeah. I don't want to be in here anymore. <laughs> Yeah, so, and then I remember waking up and I was like, because yeah, I went to your room. Yeah, you went to my room. So, what room. I did, I literally, like a baby, I went to Nathan's room. <laughs> said, Nathan, can I sleep with you? <laughs> so, I moved my mattress into Nathan's room. Yeah. And I remember the cockroach went into my suitcase, remember? And oh, I had it was to. In your suitcase, and I had yeah. to go through the suitcase yeah. and we couldn't find it. No, we never found it. And then, I, and then we slept in that, that room together and just on two separate mattresses. Um, and that was the start of that journey. Um, and there was many stories in this house, not a good house at all, but it was in a good location. It did the job, but it became a meme towards the end because the house was so bad and dead set. This is a true story. We also, so we not only had a cockroach infestation, we had a rat problem. Now this is again, dead serious. The rat problem was so bad. If you left anything out, any food, it doesn't matter what it is. It was gone in the morning. So if we left, I remember we had a dining room table that was literally in the middle of the room. There was no way to get onto the table. We left a loaf of bread in the middle on the island, like dining table in the middle of the kitchen. In the morning, the entire loaf of bread is gone. Gone. And you just see a little, there's like a little hole in the, in the kitchen, the bottom of the kitchen. You just see like the wrapper. Yeah. The rest is gone. So you couldn't leave a single thing out 
or it was gone. That was obliterated. It felt like there was like 50 rats in there. Dude. It felt it like it was a, some fat rat. And the crazy thing is I bought rat poison Yeah. and I put rat poison, like big blocks of rat poison in that hole every day yeah. and it was gone. Curtis had a mission to, to destroy these things. And it didn't do anything though. No, they kept on. They kept on yeah. coming. It didn't do anything. They were immune to the poison, dude. Um, yeah. I mean, the house was purely for us to sleep in and, and it got yeah. filthy. I remember the back room, oh, it just... Sh- was a disaster, and it also had a a garden. And, and we, tra- no, we had one one bathroom between oh, yeah, eight people. Eight people, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine <laughs> a house. You're saying, imagine you're in a house with you and seven other people, and one bathroom. One. So what we had to do, we had to like stagger our waking up times. Because it became like a huge conflict. We had to like have a team meeting. It's like people were getting late to scrims because someone started their shower too late. So this is then, the sort of thing we had to deal yeah, with. And then it's like, we had to be like, okay, well, you got to wake up, Kelvin, you got to wake up at this time now. And then it was like a, um, a big team meeting we had to have. So we had to make sure everyone was waking up at time. And then someone didn't want to wake up earlier because, you know, people want to like squeeze in every second of sleep because they're staying up later. It was a huge conflict area. Um, and we had players that just wouldn't put away food that would like left food in their bedroom for like weeks. Yeah. Um, I'm looking at under the bed of one of the players, dude. It was just, I can't even describe You can't even it. describe. Um, yeah. Yeah. So probably not the most pleasant place. The facility the, was good. The office though. was cool. It was great. So I ended up just, everyone just living at the office, honestly. Yeah, everyone was basically just there. And they literally would just come sleep. Sometimes eight, eight sleep hours. at the office yeah, sometimes. Sleep in the, the which office. was pretty unprofessional. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. I'm going to tell you now. This is where things get spicy. Wait, no, what about, are you going to say that when you get kicked out of the pool? Oh, okay. We'll That's a that good one, one as well. well. So the interesting thing about this. So again, put yourself, guys. We're a bunch of like gamer nerds right and there's like these security people are just angry people in general right and they know they're like okay well they have to like be nice to us because like we're part of the scg but they they don't like us hate us dude like just hate so these are security people who like look after the ground because the place is full-time security it's full-time security because it's like a proper like you know arena historical place in australia right yeah so we're literally walking there all these different hours and stuff, right? Like we'll come in sometimes like 2 a.m. 2 a.m. and shit, right? And they've most them like, what the fuck is going on here, dude? 100%, right? Like imagine if you're not in e- you're not in gaming yeah. and then like you're, you're like a traditional security guard that sees no one all night. All and then night, randomly yeah. you've got like these gamers <laughs> who play kids. there all night. <laughs> yeah. And they're coming in at random times <laughs> and like doing the most weird shit. Because we have people working around us that are working 9 till 5, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have esports hours, right? So they hate us with so many things, like the bikes. Remember that they hated us riding the bikes through the thing and shit? And oh, yeah. It was just like a lot of little things. But one specifically, Curtis broke the rules and you... you I went, went for a swim. swim. Curtis went for a swim. Curtis was like, fuck it, do I own this place, dude, right? That's what Curtis' mindset was, right? <laughs> so we went for a swim when the pool was clearly closed, right? And then the security came and just abused you and stole your cards. And, and banned me from banned the, the place. From and I couldn't place. get to work. <laughs> so, so Curtis is trying to do a job. We're in the middle of the split and Curtis is kicked out for like, it was like two days or whatever. Yeah, I couldn't get in. And we had to like explain. It's like, you know, sorry. And it's like the, the piss in the box Imagine getting kicked again. out of your own workplace. Yeah. And I'm like the coach. Like, <laughs> this I, is the head coach. I'm the head the coach. whole operation is like relying on Curtis. Yeah, as the one person you probably wouldn't want to kick out. <laughs> yeah. No, the players would be worse. True, that's true. Yeah, because at least they can still scrap. But then when I'm gone, it's chaos. Yeah, it's like absolute it's absolute chaos. chaos. So Curtis is like tuning in from the our shitty house. You'll you have to stay in. Oh, there's no computer setup or anything. You're like on your laptop or like a on the phone. Yeah. Like guys, draft here we go. Because there was no desk. At home. You're like on the, on the phone. It's like how scrims going today, it was guys. Shocking. 
So it's like those ridiculous things we have to deal with. I want to talk about the... Um, I want to talk about the... Because again, you know, remember the first story we spoke about in 2017 where I burnt the toast? Yeah. So we always have like sponsors and oh, stuff coming in, right? Yes. So sponsor always, uh, like, their sponsors are always like kind of coming in, like checking out the space and like wanting to like kind of, you know, get introduced to esports, right? And I rem- this is like dead serious. Like we have like people coming in and like we had literally players watching porn on like the, the the on the computers like in the middle of the day it was like it was it wasn't it was like what like kind of just, they were like a meme it was like a weird way they were watching it it was like laughing it was weird yeah. i don't know what the fuck was going on uh, i was i was disconnected <laughs> at that point dude i was just in my office trying to make money for the organization i was at that point i was disconnected from and everything and i'm like what are you guys doing yeah and like we got people coming around no i remember the the SCG, cuz the it security is heavy there and it got flagged and that's it. we have to have the meeting for with them saying Guys, like, what's going on? Like, yeah, why are the place? This is meant to be a workplace, and like, what's going on why here? Why are they going on porn websites? There's like a lot of ridiculous shit like that, um, and just KOC buckets all the time. Curtis, you didn't, you got you didn't forgot that one. There was a toaster fire. Remember <laughs> what? Calvin oh, set off the. Oh my god! So think about a, a fire alarm in. Um, oh, okay, let, let me let me go. Let's go back. Let's rewind. Okay, so. Oh, yeah, you, I want you to imagine yeah. so, the cooking situation. Exactly. So yeah. imagine you have an office space, right? This is where logistics are very important in an operation when you're running a, like a team, right? One of the things I learned is that you need to account for every single minute. So this is actually one of the big skills I learned from being in esports, right? Was that um time management. Time management. So so okay. This is the difference between a theorist and a practitioner when it comes to logistics. Okay. A, a really shitty manager will say, it's okay, the player, they can live in this house, they'll wake up and they'll walk to the office and they'll play, practice, come home and sleep. They'll think very holistically. What a, what a real manager, a really, really good manager, one who's really good with logistics, they will go minute by minute and walk through what their day looks like. They're going to wake up, How's the, the, they're going to the bathroom, how's the bathroom situation? Where are they going to keep their clothes? You know, where the, how are they going to get to the office? Are they going to walk, ride a bike? How long is it going to take? What happens if it's raining? What happens if it's really hot? What happens if blah, 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 blah. Then when they get to the office, okay, they're going to play. The, the, then what? Where, where, how are they going to get their lunch? Um, is there places to buy lunch? Do they have to make their lunch? If they, we have to buy lunch, is there a fridge? Do we have a fridge to keep? Where are they going to eat their lunch? On the desk? Do we have a dining table? Like all these little things. Then dinner comes around. And we're at the office. No one wants to walk 20 minutes all the way back home. So what happens? Well, fuck. Well, we actually don't have a kitchen in we this to, office. Yeah, we had to figure out a way. We had a kitchenette, you know, like a small, small little thing. It had no stovetop. But you got to cook for seven we people. We got to cook for seven people. In this tiny little in thing. In a tiny, li- like basically non-kitchen. It's just like a sink. That's all it is <laughs> essentially. And like a microwave. Yeah. How do we cook for seven people, eight yeah. people yeah. in an office? What do we do? Okay. We fucked this one up. We have to now, we had to buy a portable stovetop mm-hmm. and start cooking meals inside the office. This is not even exaggerating. No. So I was there cooking like, you know, meals for seven people in a tiny ass kitchen in a t- with a tiny ass fridge. No, that was a situation where we were doing one player a night. Remember the... Oh, we yeah, we all did. Okay. Yeah, yeah. 
And then one of our players, and okay, this is the other thing. Remember, we're in a huge facility. Like think of it as like an office building. So if you set off the fire alarm, it's not like a normal, like you're in a house and the fire alarm goes off, you turn it off. If you set off the fire alarm, it's instantaneously rings. It's like you're in an apartment block. The fire the brigade, fire brigade comes, comes yeah. and you have to pay a $2,000 fee for them to come for out. For them to come out, and right? If it's a false alarm. If, even yeah. if it's a false alarm. So what happens? One of our players burnt the mushrooms. Because the thing shit. about this is, no, the the fire the fire alarm was like right above, right above, and we and there's no exhaust. There's no there's exhaust because no it's not designed for cooking. It's not designed meals. for cooking. At it's all. just like you got your fridge, you got a kettle, and that's it, right? So we're literally trying to navigate in this kitchen around this fire alarm, and then one day one of the players uh, leaves. He was cooking butter and butter just no, butter and mushroom. It, was, it just I mean, it was burns, you know. If you just leave, it just burns, <laughs> right? This is the middle of the day. The fire brigade comes, dude, and literally, like I remember, we set the fire alarm off, and we're like, Fuck. and we were panicking, dude. I'm like, oh, it's game over. We we thought it was just done, dude. We was like, this is finished. Where the security already hated they us. They already hated us. Yeah, like this is their excuse to get us out of here, you know. So we set it off, dude, and the fire brigade. Literally, fire brigade comes. Yeah, it comes. fire engines, and then there's a false alarm, and then they had to leave, and then um. There was a two thousand. Uh, like, luckily, the, the SCG. We all so the security guards hate us, but the SCG executives they liked us a lot. So they sort of like covered the fine and sort of like apologized for us. And yeah, stuff. And, I mean, we were we were going on thin, thinner and thinner ice. Yeah, so that was um, pretty crazy. So that's that cooking scenario. Yeah, um, so I mean, a lot of the stuff again that we'll keep talking about is like logistics. Like logistics. Curtis and I, we had to think about logistics of players' routines and and just how to optimize performance on sort of stuff to the to the minute and we everything. Got, we got really good at it in the end. Like I feel like yeah. by 2019, we were masters. Yeah. Like, like we could set up a house. We can run a full schedule for like a full team yeah. with like to the minute yeah. and it'll be great. We actually had a really great operation System. towards the end. Yeah, I was impressed. But it took three years to mm. get to that point. It took three years. Oh, That's why I said, I actually wasn't a coach until the end. By the time I quit. Yeah. I didn't actually feel competent as a coach until t- like... Not 2017, not in 2018, not even till the end of 2019 did I really feel like okay, I kind of know my shit. It's took after three like years all of these full, international events, full on international gaming events, houses, gaming houses, literally thinking about the game and being in it for all day, every day. No one could possibly work harder than me. It's important. There is no one that could work harder than me ever. You're optimizing even in between your lunch break you would like read in between and everything i literally got my my schedule was people ask like how i became a beast in 2017 2018 2019 my schedule was like i literally to the minute no, like, it was only 2018 you started this 2017 20, it was 2017 i started reading sure. hardcore okay. on the second when john started come second half yeah. of 2017 is when yeah. it started but 2018 when my schedule really started getting insane but even 2017 i was taking notes and reading in the morning and going for runs in the morning like i That's was true. waking true. up yeah. like like exercising, meditating, reading, taking notes on the books I read in between, like always researching, watching VODs. Like there was nothing else in my mind apart from how can I be the best coach in the world? Nothing. 24 hours a day, seven days a week, no holidays, no clubbing, no nothing. Yeah, there's no going out. There was no going out. I told people I went out like less than five times in like two years. (laughs) Three years. Three years, yeah. Like... That's where it all started, you know? And we became masters, Nathan, of logistics and management. That's what we became masters of, really, at the end of the day. And people. And how people interact and why they do the things they do. And I I don't blame any of the players for anything they ever did because 
they were a victim a victim of their circumstances. It was a victim of poor leadership. Mm. It was all at the end of the day us. Mm. Like we failed absolutely, but we, we had to fail. Yeah, we couldn't. No have, way. There was no way. There's no one that could have done it. Anyway, and this is why Nathan, in a way, we believe the only way to be the best jungle and mid coach is by doing it for years nonstop. Yeah, because you can't theorize what problems you're going to face before you just do it. You just got to get into the thick of it. Just get into... We got dirty, dude. Just get dirty into the dirty, details. man. Like, no Those three one, years were dirty. Those were as dirty as you can get, yeah. man. Like, you know, making fuck all money, just working like dogs every day for years, you know? And and that experience was invaluable. The amount of learning... Like, it feels like we came in as 21-year-olds and left as 40-year-olds. <laughs> Literally, yeah. You know? Yeah. And... All these learnings we've been able to apply to the Soul 2 and, and Midland Academy, like why do why do we structure the Soul 2 and the Midland Academy like we do? Because it's not about how can we scale our businesses so we don't have to coach. No, everything, we want to do as much coaching as possible because that is the only way you become the world's best coach. Funnily, funnily thing, I said this the other day, I was saying, and I was kind of reflecting over my holiday the last few days, I never, ever, ever would have thought how complex being a mid lane coach was if, if I didn't do it like this. Like, I look at the coach I am today as a mid lane coach. I never would have thought it was this difficult a year and a half ago. Well, there's so much more to it. So much you didn't know. So much I didn't know. Yeah. Like, the, you just cannot compete with me as a mid lane coach. No matter who they are, what rank they are, this sounds egotistical. You can't because you just don't know people and you haven't done enough sessions to really know people. And we know this from from um, from our time in Diewolves. It doesn't matter how cool something sounds in theory, how good, how much previous experience in other fucking endeavors. Like, you don't know what it's like to do this thing. The specific thing. Specifics. Run five players, esports operations. And that's just where we just office. hated the theorists. It's like, we're in the shit every day doing this. No one knows it better than we do. And the only reason we got competent is because we put ourselves in the fire. And we failed. We got burnt right? many, many, many <laughs> times. Like I failed as a coach. You wouldn't even believe. I literally made players cry. I made a player throw their keyboard into the wall and their keyboard explode. I made people want to quit. I made people want to go home. I made people literally just they yell at me. <laughs> like I was like, you know, I yeah. failed so many times as yeah. a coach, man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, God, what a, what a time to be alive! It was great. We always we when Curtis, it's funny because we're talking about this now. But Curtis, we always whenever we're with each other, we always reminisce on like certain aspects. We would think about this and how this maybe applies to what mm, we're looking at mm. here. Or what about twenty eighteen, Curtis? What else? So what else happened twenty eighteen? Then we had another Korean breakup. That was the food poisoning story. Well, I do remember we mental broomed in the middle of twenty eighteen. Remember because yep. the the whole alien thing. So one of our biggest conflicts was in 2018, we were feeling this. pretty good. Again, and I was disconnected. This is riff, We were exploding riff rivals. We exploded. That was when we turned things around. No, so we? we went to MSI oh, yeah. in Germany yeah. in 2018. And we versed Supermassive and one of the games. And Zynot was the AD carry of um, Supermassive at the time. Incredibly good AD carry. Very, very good AD carry. And one of our players commented that um, he came out of the game and he said, 
oh, this guy's just an alien. Like, he's so good. He's an alien. Uh. And um, Schoenfire picked up on this comment was, and it infuriated him. Because in Schoen's mind, Schoen has the ultimate growth mindset, right? Like, Schoen was, like, from the ground up. Like, that's why we respect Schoen so much in the sense that he came from nothing. He was the opposite of talented. Yep, zero talent. Zero talent and grinded to be one of the best, right? When he heard this statement, he's like, what's the point of even playing if you view your opponents as aliens? Like, I don't want to play with you. Like, if you don't, if you think this guy's just an alien, he's just genetically superior to you. Yeah. I don't want to get <laughs> fucked. Yeah. And that aggravated him and that lost so much trust mm. for sure. And, and mm. I thought that was it. Like, I thought we couldn't recover from that. Like, when, when you go to international events, because you, you, you're going from your own little universe, your own world that you control to this complete unknown versus players that you don't verse, metas shifting completely, you're in a foreign environment, jet lags as fuck. Like, it's a very, very chaotic environment chaos and, and conflict get risen tenfold. Like everything is magnified like by a metric ton. So our conflict that was already present just got exploded. And we had to do like a therapy session for like three days. Remember we went to the garden and yeah. like did all these exercises. Yeah. Like that was a shit show. Yeah. I did, and we recovered luckily somehow. Um, But that was not, that was not clean. I'm trying to think what else in 2018. Um, I mean, just again, the, the, the cooking situation, because we, after we went, we moved into another facility and this facility specifically after a, a football game would happen, like oh. our cooking area was like a little lit up and like the, so we have like, we're literally like cooking this one night, right? And the game's going okay, on. Okay. Right? Let's set the scene. Let's do a better job of setting okay. the scene here. <laughs> Imagine you're, for those of you who've been to an actual big um, sporting, sporting event, event, let's say you're going to a local yeah. NFL game. Imagine, right? You're coming home from an NFL game, a baseball match, whatever, and there's f crowds Huge and crowds crowd. of people walking out of the event after the event's finished, right? Imagine if like you walked past like an office building and the entire office building was lit up and it's in nice. the office building, you see all these people playing like games <laughs> yeah. and like cooking people, some another people like cooking, but it's like, 10 p.m. on like <laughs> yeah. on a Thursday night, right? Yeah. On a Friday night. You're like, and you're a sports fan and you're like looking in <laughs> and you got like traditional grandpas and dads and families and they're looking in and they're like, what the fuck is, is going, going on, on here? Yeah. Like, why are there people playing video games right outside this rugby some, event? And we had some players like topless and stuff. Yeah, we moments. had players playing with no top on and stuff. And, <laughs> and this is legit. Then the kids are like running up to like the like the window, jumping and knocking on the window yeah. saying, Fortnite fags, Fortnite fags. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's literally what they were screaming, yeah. Fortnite fags. Yeah. And this is, I think, when Fortnite was like becoming yeah, really big. Yeah, big in 2018. Um, it was just ridiculous. Yeah, it was... All right, so we're still in the middle of 2018. Um, so, okay, we're in this office now. We've got um, a bigger office space. We actually moved an office. It was insane. Dude. We had a really, really good office space. Because it was going to get knocked down. That's why they sort of... So they gave us like a whole floor, essentially. Yeah. It, was, it was really, really good. Um, we had ping pong table. We had TV, couches. It's pretty cool. It was a really, really great setup. Really, I had my, I had my own office cubicle. Literally, everyone like, had their own offices. It was so good. Yeah, it was so, so good. Um, um, what else happened? I mean, all I can think so. Riff Rivals. Yeah, Riff Rivals. Nothing really special happened no. there. Um, and then we kind of prepared for Meo. 
MEO. That was the grand final. That was your favorite last stage. That's your last on-stage event. Yep, that was good. That was huge. We had a huge crowd in Melbourne. That was awesome. In the Rod Lave Arena, which is where the Australian tennis, the Australian Open is. Sorry. Yeah, that was fun. Yep. And then um, we went to... Korea. And then that was the whole Korea debacle. We spoke about that before. Yeah, with the food poison where we almost died And in then the Sharon getting banned. Yeah, and that was a... A shit show. And that was probably one of our most painful experiences. And that was the that was the when our super team broke up yep. after that. That's when it all exploded. Yep, that's when it all exploded. Um, any other funny events? I'm trying to think. I'm sure there's a lot of things we're, we're forgetting that we might remember later on. Um, and then. 2019. So 2019, this is when we became obsessed with logistics, like really obsessed. Yeah. Right? Well, because what happened? Okay, so let's be completely transparent. Yeah. At the end of 2018, yeah. Nathan and I said to each other, we said, look, we've now won two years in a row, right? We've done it all. Like we've we've, we've done everything you can possibly do in O's. We've gone to every international event. Or undefeated. We've, we've undefeated in Oceania for two years in a row. Or was no like one split or undefeated. In terms of like we went in the regular season, we we're like twenty one and zero. I remember. Right. I thought we didn't. No, we didn't lose a single best of th- best best of three. We did in the we did in split really? one. Yeah. No, those those were single games. Yeah, we were lost a single, but we never lost a series. Yeah, that's right. We yeah. were undefeated in series. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you're right. Um. Yeah. So anyway, we've done in our mind. We're like, well, what what is there to show for it? I mean, we've we've done everything we possibly can. We spent all this money on salaries. At the expense of Nathan and I as well, right? Like, we've got nothing for this, essentially. Like, me and Nathan are, like, just poor at this stage. Um, putting everything we can into Divals to grow the brand. Yeah. And, and it wasn't really growing that much. And it much. wasn't it was growing. It's like, well, what's the point of this entire thing? Mm. Like, what's the point? If we're going to sacrifice, you know, blood, sweat, and tears, all our money into player salaries, into office spaces, into everything, and we still don't have amazing sponsors... The sponsors weren't coming in. Sponsors crazy weren't stuff. coming in like we got told. Yeah, and we started to realize, well, this isn't sustainable. We're not gonna. In order to get a winning team, you actually have to pay a decent amount of money, obviously, to get a good roster. So we said, screw it. If we truly are in this for the long run, to build, or like Oceania, to build the OPL the region, yeah, to build the region up, let's actually start developing talent. So me and Nathan said, screw it. Let's actually go really low salaries, get a bunch of like rookie talent and see what we can do. With the process, with the structure of yeah, process. Yeah, see what we can do with the process, with players that will follow a process that kind of don't have egos and just kind of ground up. Um, we didn't even, they went, we didn't even get a single challenger player, I don't think. I don't think we did. We didn't no. even have a, literally, we didn't even have a single challenger player. No. And um, we just, I just did full, this is full hardcore coaching, like one-on-ones like really getting into diesel this is like when our schedule and our process was insane we hired another coach and you went yep. you so you moved away from draft you were like a performance coach type stuff yeah i moved away from draft and kind of like did a lot of like more holistic stuff in the team like looked at the way we communicated and like stuff like that a lot of like personal development stuff with a lot of the players and like we did really improve a lot of the players and the biggest like we obviously got shit on that year though we went, yeah we got, got like last so the first split we came last yeah I think we had won like one game we won one game yeah and then and then which was again that was part of our plan in a way like we knew that we were going to get shit on right and we started to get pretty good in split towards the end of split one we started to become a team players were starting to get better management above us come in and say look we don't want to we don't want to do this anymore and um, we got told to scrap the idea, even though this is what we had already planned for. It was meant to be a multi-year thing. It was meant to be a three, four-year plan. 
They said, nah, we don't want to do this anymore. Me and Nathan had no choice. We got told to get fucked, essentially. They come over ahead, import two Korean players to try and, like... We tried to win. Tried to win split two, which was never going to work anyway. Yeah. And anyway, the good thing to come out of it, a player, Corporal, who was a random... I think he was barely... his master. Like, he was barely GM. Like, he was, like, a low master player. Barely... Not even... Just barely even considered by anyone. We got him from a master tier player to imported to Japan and import worthy in one year. And he's been like 1K up in Not just Korea. me, this is Charlie as well, did amazing work. Yeah. He got like, yeah, one, yeah, did really, really well in Korea and everything, solo queue. So that, I mean, our process in a way, it did work. He just needed more time. And then like, I think some of the players, we've got some of the players I, I, well. What we did, yeah, what we did figure is how important individual skill was as well. And drive. And drive, yeah. Because in a way, what we realized as well, was like, yes, you do want players that are a bit like buy-in to like your philosophy, but you also want players that have that drive and talent. Like talent does have a play in, in pro play, does have a big place. Um any funny stories in 2019? Yes, dude. Logistics, oh, okay, man. yeah, yeah. Come on okay. here, Chris. Oh, okay, yeah. so okay. logistically, yeah, yeah. we made it even more advanced because we had a management team house. That's when we hired an ex- another coach, Charlie. So it was like me, you, Charlie in a house. And then it was, we got a, another house next to it, like two, like a 30-second walk. Um, a 30-second walk for just the players, the five players. So there was the five players in one house and then the management in another house. And then the office space. And then the office space. So we had to not only set up, obviously me and Nathan being, you know, the the uh, slaves here, <laughs> set up an entire another house. We had to sit from scratch, new furniture, new everything. New furniture, beds. beds, everything. And it ended up looking really, really solid. Great. Remember, remember the New Year's? We were... It was great. Yeah. Ah, oh, here we go. Here's the funny story. <laughs> I knew you, I literally thought of it exactly when a New Year's because I remember that New Year's so well. So New Year's Eve, yeah, twenty end of 2018. No, it was a couple of days. It was 29th because I remember you came the 29th and we were just vanning it was around. Before New Year's, it was yeah, New it was Year's before, the yeah. 29th, yeah. yeah. And we're trying to get this house order for the start of Jan for our players to come in, right? Yeah. And um. Okay, this is just so ridiculous. Okay. So we had a... Pl- this place was actually on the second level, third level, wasn't it? It yeah. was on the third level. It was three flights of stairs. So three flights of stairs. There was no elevator. So it was a pretty like thin like apartment. Like it was like a townhouse apartment looking thing. And it had no elevator. It was kind of old. And it was really thin corridors. And we had obviously wanted to get furniture into this house. And we had leftover couches from like, you know, our other place. We're like, let's move them into this new place, right? And anyway... Um, Nathan was like, this is no way, this couch is no way going to fit up the staircase. No, it's going to fit through the door. Well, you barely even thought it was going to, uh, yeah, it was the door staircase. The door. The door. So not only did you have to get it up three flights, like a big couch, it had to get through like this really, really thin doorway. And like, because in the door, there was an immediate wall. So you had to immediately kind of turn in. And Nathan was like, Curtis, let's just do the smaller one first to make sure it fits, and then we can do the big one. But then in my thought process was, no, nah, it will fit. We've got to use our energy we'll for the big one. We'll use our energy, yeah. Do the, use all our energy first with the big one, <laughs> so then the second one will be easier. So I'm already saying already, Curtis, is not going to work. He kept saying it. Curtis was persistent. was like, fuck, all right, here we go. Yeah, like I was stubborn. I'm like, let's trust me, it'll work. So we, we get it up the stairs. We go three flights. It's like really hard work. It was work. really hard to get it up there. Re- I mean, really hard to get it up there. Yeah. And... We get it right up to the top in front of the door and we're trying to get it in and it doesn't fit. 
No. Nathan's pissed at this point. Yeah. Like he's really, he's like, I fucking told you, Curtis. <laughs> like, what are you doing? And so like, I back it up. We have to bring this couch all the way back down, backwards, down this flight of stairs. And at the time, me and Nathan, not working out, right? We're skinny. We're not, we're not strong. Yeah. Right. So we're struggling. We're weak as best. We're really weak and wobbling all the way down. So we're getting to the final stretch. I'm on the bottom of the couch, kind of catching it. And he's on the top of it, kind of steering it. And I'm at the bottom and I finally get to the bottom of the stairs and I'm like now kind of ushering the, the couch. Like it's a, it's a three seater. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. It's a three seater. Yeah. And I'm ushering it down and then you're still on the stairs kind of doing the last four or five steps. And then all I see was Nathan's leg like missing a step or something. And then without exaggeration, Nathan's leg goes like, sideways so it like it goes out like it, it can't see on the camera but it like goes the other way like it kind of like it looked completely snapped like his <laughs> leg looked completely broken like at the knee like i'm like like the way that i'd missed the step the way like, you missed it and the way you fell yeah because he fell with this couch as well it was yeah. like and like just like yeah. like on the floor he fell down like four or five steps his leg was like at an angle <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I'm hysterical. Like I'm laughing so hard. You're not. I don't think you're laughing. I was. I was, really? I was hysterical. I was. I, I couldn't stop laughing. laughing. I can't remember, dude. I was just angry. You were angry, but I was laughing because no, I, I was laughing because it's the way you fell. Like I was obviously worried, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm like, fuck. Like, did you kill yourself? Like, <laughs> I broke my it, leg. I was convinced I broke my. Yeah, leg. I mean, I was without a doubt saying yeah. you broke your leg, yeah. right? So I was just laughing because of the way your leg was. You look so in shock and, and like you just look My facial stunned. expression. When, Your I, facial expression when I was, was going weird. down, I was like, oh, it's like yeah. that, that means like that's when you know you fucked up, yeah. and, you know? And he and he, <laughs> and he stood back up and you were remarkably, <laughs> remarkably, you were actually all right, but yeah. obviously you sprained. It was your, a really bad sprain. It was a really bad sprain. Like and, sprains, like the way they work, it's like you think you're fine, but then I couldn't walk for, th- for a week, I think, or two weeks. <laughs> yeah. I literally couldn't walk. It was. You should have had crutches. It yeah. was really bad. Yeah. And you, we had to continue to take <laughs> stuff that day. Yeah. Well, I mean, th- that was lucky because it doesn't really kick in until like until the like night. Day two. Yeah. Yeah. So like I was, I was in pain, but it wasn't as bad. Still as, like adrenaline like, pumping. It was. Yeah, the adrenaline was there, yeah. dude. And ah, oh, man, that was just a disaster. Um, so we got that house set up, and it was good. It was Operation good. was yep. really it was good. Great. It was pretty clean. Um, one thing I will want to note here, and uh, it's kind of fast when you're a little bit here, Nathan. Yeah. The closing of this house. Yeah. You want to talk us through this one, Nathan? Uh, first, I want to talk about, again, in that situation, moving the TV across the SCG. Mm. Right? Super funny story. Okay. Again, guys, you got to visualize with us here. Okay. Oh, so, where we've got a. We wanted to get a TV in that house for the players, right? And the TV was currently in the Sydney Cricket Ground. We were going to get a new one to the Sydney Cricket Ground. I think we had two at the time there. Yep. Because our sponsor was LG, so we got like free LG TVs. And um, we're like, okay, well, we got to get it. And then it's like, you know, well, we're pretty close. Like, there's not really any point of putting it in a car or anything. It's too, I think it was genuinely too big for a car. You, yeah. It wouldn't have fit. Uh, you probably would have fit in a, in a right car. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we, we were It was like a massive TV. Yeah. So we're we're like all right, you know, let's we're gonna have, we have to carry it. So we're literally walking through the. Wait, city think about how big. The, so it's about a, I would say a 15, 20 minute walk, right? Yes, yeah, a fifteen minute walk. It's about thirteen minutes. I remember we timed it. I thought it was like 17. 17, maybe yeah, right. seventeen. So it's between fifteen and twenty minutes, right? So we've got this TV. Yeah. It's at ten o'clock at night. 
we're walking through the Sydney cricket ground. And then through the park. And then we're going through a park and then we're going to cross a road. Over a freeway. Over a freeway. And everyone would just be staring. It's like, we look like we're stealing. So it. imagine if you, you got Nathan in the front, I'm in the back, and we're holding this massive TV. We're walking carrying it. through the <laughs> middle of a park in pitch black. Yeah. It was middle of, it was like 10 p.m. It was nighttime. Walking over a bridge over the freeway. You just look through bur- like bur- like a looks like, like a we're robbery. Still- <laughs> we're robbing- we're bur- we just robbed the house burglars. or something. Yeah, it looked like we just robbed the house. Yeah, <laughs> and we're walking through the middle. It's an open TV. It's not a box. It's there. Yeah, it's, it's it's not a box. It's the TV's out. It's a real TV. <laughs> you could just put it down and start watching something. And people were just like, imagine looking. Imagine if you're on the freeway, you look up and you see these two people carrying a a huge TV at 10 p.m. Yeah. in the middle of the week. Yeah, like you're like what. Yeah. What are they doing? Because it's not like you're near anything as well. It's like you're in the middle of nowhere type thing. Usually you'll see someone carrying from house to house or in the suburbs and stuff. But this is or like near a, a car park. It's like we're no ca- nowhere near a car park. <laughs> near a car park, yeah. In the middle of a park. Yeah. Makes no sense. So ridiculous. So the gaming house. So then, so this is the second house. So our house was, I mean, all good clean because we have responsible adults go to us at the time. Yep. I hope at least, right? You know, we're still dealing with our rat problem and stuff. You know, we yep. eventually fixed it. Yep. Um, and then we like, you know, we're in our last split and like at this point we're sort of like, we we're pretty done with the whole operation. Right. So we literally like left, it was sort of like an experiment for us as well. We we're like, let's just, let's just have a crack. Let's just see. We left like this house. We didn't even look at the house for three months during the split. Right. And, um, you know, the season's finished. We So we're talking about the other house. Do you remember the two Yeah, houses? the second house. Yeah, yeah, yeah the yeah, game, yeah. The, the one with the fire players, right? Yeah. And we came after the whole season ended. We were like, all right. Like we, after everyone left. After everyone left, we're like, all right. Let's go. Because we got to pack there. up this house. And we walk in there and we're just like, what the fuck? So this is three months leaving gamers on their own for, for three months to fend for themselves, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, we still fed them and everything, right? But just in terms of like the cleanliness and stuff, right? It was, remember us walking, I have the footage on my phone, us walking through yeah. the place because we're like, we have to clean this, right? Yeah, we get left with the dirty work yeah, every time. Left, yeah, that's right. And that's just what it is, has been an esport team management operation, right? Um, and we're just walking through it. And I mean, I'll actually put some pictures up because I have the pictures. Oh, I'll put no. some pictures up on the, on the, on the YouTube after I remember to edit that. And there's like just, this molds everywhere, dude. There's like food that's off in the fridge no the food was ridiculous the food the so food is the worst bit i reckon 25 garbage bags worth of garbage we had was it 25 25 yeah it was so when we started packing put up, that in put that in perspective imagine you got a house of five players who request food every week right so we have a grocery list and they say what they need that's right for that week and it's delivered and so they say okay we need this this to eat, eat dinner blah 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 we did this for them, obviously, without trusting them that they would eat the food that they request. Yeah. I mean, that's a pretty fair assumption to make. Yeah. Obviously, you probably wouldn't order food that you wouldn't eat. So, we're thinking, okay, they're probably, given that the gamers are probably hungry, they're probably eating it all. We get here, expecting to be no food. There was so much food, you could have you fed, you probably could have fed a family of 10 for... Two months. Two months. Yeah, <laughs> potentially. A month or two, easily. And, and where, why this is the case is because people in theory want to cook and like they're like have a, an idea of what they want to eat, but when it comes to it, they're just like too lazy. Right? And they just order takeout. Yeah. So they say, okay, theoretically, if I'm going to cook five days a week, we're going to cook this, this, this. This is all the ingredients. But then oh, I'm tired from scrims. I'm just going to order Uber Eats. Yeah. 
So what happens is food builds up. So we literally had a full chest freezer. Like we're talking a meter and a half high, like at least a meter wide, maybe even a meter and a half wide. Filled basically to the brim with frozen shit that could have, mm. like we're talking masses, masses of foods. And in the fridge. Yep. Leftover food, meat, like a whole cheese. Soup. There was like a there was like a two, two month old soup in the bottom <laughs> that I didn't even know what the hell it was. <laughs> we didn't even want to open the that. pantry was stocked to the brim Spring. with like you remember the amount of like Asian food there was like because we had two Korean players yeah. that went to the Korean supermarket like every noodles week. And there everything. was so much noodles and like spices and shit. It was unbelievable, unbelievable. And yeah, we filled up. So I thought it was like twenty, is it or something? It's like twenty twenty five. Yeah. And we had, remember how many trips we had to get all the garbage out? But it looked ridiculous because we had to throw it out. Yeah. There's nothing because we, we, we're leaving. We're leaving. We're leaving yeah. and going back to Melbourne. There was nothing to do with it. We couldn't do anything with it. Just threw out thousands of dollars worth of food. Remember the state of the bathrooms? I don't want to think about it. There was literally like urine on the ground. And I don't want to think about showers it. Showers were just stuffed. I have the pictures. Again, I'll, I'll see what uh, I can find. You're going to people, Nathan. Yeah. So, uh... Yeah, that was that was the, that was the straw that broke the camel's back. Well, no, way. I mean we were already out. We were already point. out, but that was like but we were like good riddance yeah, type thing. That's yeah, like, like get me the like, hell. This is out the of last here. thing we have to do. And people always ask us like, why are you done with esports? Like, you know, look at the end of the day, it has definitely changed, and it'll probably be you know it's more professional. We still heard horror horror stories from NA mm. here. We're not going to say names, but mm. we still here now, twenty twenty one. We still hear horror stories in major organizations in NA. We hear it now. And like, this is the thing, like, yeah, I would say we're scarred in a way. <laughs> in, I mean, I always view it as character building. Curtis. It's character building, but like, <laughs> you know, we need some time off from esports. Yeah, that's what you we know, did. Yeah. We need time we off. Did. We and that's why I would say, we, we three years of like hard work. Three years of hard work. Let's pack it up. Let's do something different. You know? Um, I mean, and look, there is, there's so many other things we can't even talk about involving some individuals. We're not even going to get into that. We just thought we would highlight some of the ridiculous situations that we're within. Um, any final stories that can... Yeah, I mean, 20, and then we packed up and then we came back and uh, yeah, there's all these other... just There's all these like little complications that will pop up all the time. Yeah, just the little things all the time. Yeah, And it just adds up. It really beats you down. It beats you down, yeah. Because you, 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 so much time you're not thinking about getting better at the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you'll be surprised how much is not actually about the game. Just because people just got to live. Well, it's just psychology, human psychology as well. It's like the amount of conflict. It's just like, I didn't view myself as a coach. I viewed myself as just like a psychologist. And that's where my psychology background sucks. I, re- I had to read so much about psychology mm. to learn the behavior of the people around me so I could help them. It wasn't because I wanted to. It was out of necessity. I had no choice. And it just so happens a lot of this behavior is also in solid queue but it, you know it was mainly for competitive and living and being around these people you know um definitely an experience um oh dear. the last thing i do want to talk about i mean we had a temporary office oh yeah the the um portables portables so we literally imagine if you have a full functional like we're talking huge office space like an entire floor essentially with cubicles desks couches tvs the works then 
our office that the one we were using was actually getting like demolished and like redone, right? So we got kicked out of there. And so we're getting moved into another uh, another office space. But in the meantime, because someone else was occupying it and they had to um, get out of that space, we were put in like a temporary workspace. And this temporary workspace was just essentially some portable sheds that were like really old and really shitty. And we had to squeeze our entire operation into like these two tiny rooms. Mm. At the same time, because of, again, upper management, they had an Overwatch team that was also preparing for some shitty Overwatch tournament using the same space. So we literally had, imagine five or six Overwatch people, six Overwatch people and a coach right next door to another six people playing League I mean, that would just produce a lot of conflict as well. Like, I mean, they hated us and we hated them. They had to live with us. Like, at the time, we'd understand because we're just, we got to win. We got to, like, all, I don't care about anyone else apart from winning. And that just created a bunch of problems as well. Mm. That whole experience, I, I, that was actually probably one of my least favorite parts of the entire three years. Mm. That whole experience. And that lasted for like two or three months, didn't it? Two months. Lasted a lot longer than we got told it was going to last. I don't think it was that long. It was like two weeks, Curtis. What? The the portables not, but the, the Overwatch team coming. No, I'm talking about the weeks. portables. Yeah, okay, yeah, that was like two that was like two months, months wasn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, remember, remember walking to that office? How it was during summer, and it, that was a hot summer. Yeah. You were just sweating. So sick of that place, dude. And the aircon was like really shitty as well. Oh, okay. I mean, for the most important what? story of all, what? the shower from the roof. Oh, but this yes. is it. This is the final story. Yes. 20... So this is that, that house, our first 19? house. This is the house with 18. the cockroaches. 2018, yeah. 2018. No, there's two stories I forgot. Okay. The, the, the slug on the ground. All right, Continue we'll get to that. Okay. Final <laughs> two stories. Number one. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're in the middle of the night. Yeah. Middle of... I can't remember what season it was. Whatever. I'm in bed. I'm asleep. And very late, probably 1, 2 a.m. And I start to heal. Why is someone having a shower at 2 a.m.? And it was really loud. I'm like, yeah, whatever. Okay, well, I'm going to go back to sleep. But it just sounded loud. I'm like, what is that? It didn't sound like normal It shower. didn't sound like a normal shower. So I'm like, I get out. I'm in my underwear. All I'm in is just my underwear. I'm literally basically naked. And, I, and I'm just waking up trying to rub my eyes. And I look straight down the hallway. And in the middle of the hallway, it's pissing down with rain from the roof. Like the roof in the middle of the house was just a waterfall. Literally, like, waterfall. Like literally, a, a big stream. Like of imagine water. if you went to the shower and you turned it on like pretty moderately. That's what it was like in the middle of the hallway. And I'm like, I look at it, and I'm like, "What the fuck?" Obviously, I'm in shock. And then I wake you up, yeah. and I said, "Nathan, the how the roof's leaking." So Nathan gets up. That's an understatement. The, the, the roof is leaking. It's, it's showering. There's a shower in the middle of the house. Yeah. <laughs> and because the house is old. Yeah. And then so Nathan looks at it and Nathan was just, I have a video. I have this literally recorded. Yeah. Um, and I and I get the camera and I say, Nathan, like, what do you think? And he's just speechless. Like, he's just like in shock. Like, oh, he, like computing, like all situations. Because we're, 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 we're decent with logistics at this yeah, point. Yeah, we're like this. And you're like, what do we do? Like, how do we get out of this? We're in the middle of the night. We can't call anyone. No. We we ran out of buckets. I think we had like two buckets there. Yeah. And they kept filling up really quickly. Yeah. So we'd have to be here all night constantly tipping them out. 
and it was leaking on top of the fridge as well. Um, and we're like, we're fucked. Damn. And you, I remember you saying, there's no, I've re- there's nothing we can do. <laughs> yeah. Like we're going to die here. Or <laughs> no, no. I, was, I thought the roof was going to collapse. That's oh, wait, what I thought. Because it did look, it like sunk a little yeah. bit, didn't it? This uh, Over the kitchen. Yeah. I was worried about the electricals. I'm like, we, t- and so I turned off the fridge at the PowerPoint and I'm thinking, I don't know what we're going to do. Um, Because it wasn't just like normal rain. It was a lot. Because it obviously went through the gutters and like it was streaming down into the house. Into the roof. In like a very, yeah. And there was a crack on the roof that kind of just started, the crack opened up. Yeah. Um, And so started putting towels, buckets, shit like over the ground. And then... Luckily um, it stopped raining. It stopped eventually. and That was the worst night of my life. Now, this other story. Yeah. Um... At one point in the house in 2018, we had like, this is when the house was popping in max capacity. <laughs> yeah. Eight people, right? Yeah. Seven. Eight, eight people. Eight people. Yeah. Eight people in a, in a pretty much a three bedroom place. Three bedroom, one bathroom. Yeah. One bathroom, three. So eight people. Nathan was sleeping. We turned it into four bedrooms. So Nathan used one of the living rooms as a bedroom. Yeah. Right? So what I, this is what I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine Nathan on a, on a, on like basically like a really shitty a really shitty bed base. Like yeah. we're talking like two centimeters off the ground. Two centimeters, barely. It's really <laughs> on the ground, essentially, yeah. right? Yeah. A centimeter off the ground with a really shitty foam mattress. Yeah. Single. Single. And you know those like portable hangers? Like those like, um, imagine when you have a, a wardrobe at home and then there's like a, a pole and you hang up your clothes. You know the, how those ones can be like kind of used with on wheels? Like when you're in like, a modeling area, like if there's like supermodels and they change their clothes and they have hair cl- have their clothes hanging on like a, a portable hanger thing. Yeah. So Nathan hung all his clothes up and made like a barrier <laughs> between like the, the hallway. Because everyone, because remember, because I, I mean, my schedule, I'll be going to sleep at like 10.30 and players will come in at 2 a.m., right? With like their fast food and their KFC and they'll like walk... They'll like walk past, past me. Past his room. Well, it wasn't even a room, right? It was <laughs> no. like a walkway. Yeah. Think of like, it's kind of like a, I don't even know what you would say. Like when you walk into a house and there's like an open area living, that's like kind of where he was sleeping. Hmm. So the players would get home at like 2am and Nathan's just been sleeping for four hours at this point. So Nathan would wake <laughs> up every time <laughs> at 2am. Yeah. And then, so Nathan's kind of got like this hanger with his clothes <laughs> This bed, like this really shitty bed. And then what happened? One of the players got like lube. And then, because we have a one really long hallway. F- hallway with floorboards. And they put lube all over the ground. And then he took his top, oh, he basically got naked. And then he slid on his He's stomach. Diving down the hallway. Down the hallway. <laughs> sliding down. <laughs> like a fucking water slide. And then. Um, that was the first thing. And then he got under, he like, he like snuck around Nathan's bed while Nathan was sleeping and then like pulled up the mattress and pretended to be a cockroach. A cockroach. Cause and we then, had a cockroach infestation. Cause we had a cockroach infestation and then went on YouTube typing cockroach sounds and then played cockroach sounds on like max volume and like kept trying to like <laughs> dive under your mattress. Why you were trying to sleep? To an act being a match. That's right. To to an act being a cockroach sneaking onto your bed. Yeah, because it became a meme. The cockroaches in our place. This happened. Yeah, this was my life <laughs> for a year sleeping in that hallway. <laughs> I mean, it's just so ridiculous when you even talk about it. It is. Slept on a single thing on the, slept on the floor in a hallway of, of eight people. 
Oh, one last story. This Another is one, it. Curtis. This is I, just a lot of things are coming back to okay. me now. So in our house, we had like a, a door, like a gate that would go all the way to the back of our house. So imagine like a kind of like a terrace house. And then there was like one single gate that would lead all the way to the backyard. Yeah. So we couldn't lock. You can't lock it from the outside. You can only lock it from the inside. Yeah. Now we had to leave this gate open for the gutter, like the, the maintenance people to clean the gutters during the day. So we're at the office. But we lived opposite a methadone clinic. Yeah. So we, this is dead yep. serious. Yep. This sounds ridiculous. Yep. So a methadone clinic, for those who don't understand, is basically like this might be butchered, but it's essentially like a drug that they give people that come off like hardcore drug, like ex-drug addicts that have probably been in prison and like they're like, and they're violent and that they, they, they give them like drugs to kind of get off other drugs essentially it's like a replacement drug i think so a lot of people that come out of jail like ex-convicts and stuff or like hardcore drug addicts come to get like their methadone dose every day so you get like some really dodgy sketchy bit like drug addicts and like fucking like just like weirdos essentially right outside our house because the clinic was opposite our house right so what happens, we always shit scared. Like we wanted to make sure that our door was, was, was locked all the time because, I mean, who knows? Like we'd get it robbed easily. And anyway, we had to leave the gate open for the gutter cleaner to like do his shit. But because you can't lock it from the outside, the gate was left open all day. So we come home later that evening, like 8 p.m., and the door was like swung wide open and we're like, fuck me, what has happened? Like our place is probably robbed. Broken into, Because yeah. we couldn't even lock their house. No. Like the sides of our house, the locks didn't work. So you could like enter into my bedroom or your bedroom. Through the window. Through the window really easily. So when we get home and I'm like, here we go. So we look in directly as you open the gate, there was tinfoil, a, a used syringe and the... Right next to that, the like there's like a little hatch that goes under the house was open. So whether they shot up in there or then they ditched you, the you syringe, were convinced that they, I was conv- you, they were under the house still. Like, well, I was convinced out. that they were passed out yeah. under the house yeah. still. Yeah. So I was shitting myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I saw the syringe, you syringe with tin foil and shit. I'm thinking someone's either in the house passed out or someone's under the house right now. So then what I do, I mean, I was scared. I didn't want to look under there, right? I think eventually what I did, someone of I can't remember who, we got to shine our torch and like try to look under, see if anyone was passed out yeah. with a phone light. Yeah. And there was no one there. But um, someone shot up yeah. in, basically inside of our house yeah. um, and left the dirty syringe there. No one wanted to touch the syringe. So we just got left there for ages i think it got left there for like two months and then the neighbor had a kid a young kid who used to like play around there and then the dad was like look can you guys get rid of the syringe <laughs> and we're like fuck we don't want to get like we don't know how to get rid of it right <laughs> so then i think one day he like got sick of it and like yeah he did it himself i think he did it himself yeah. which is pretty irresponsible of us honestly when you think yeah back we, to it. we were already i mean we had so much on our mind at that yeah point, i mean there was so many other things we're thinking about um a dirty syringe i, I mean the last of our lives. another story was all the players rocked up to the to the office and they're like, uh, Nathan, the door doesn't lock anymore. Remember? Oh my God. And, I and, that. and I'm like, wait, so what? You left the door like open? open. And they just left they it just open. They just left it because they're like, oh, we got to come for scrims. They don't right? want to be late for scrims. That, that's just like, they didn't call me up or anything and say, Nathan, do you want to come here and we'll wait for you so you can come and fix the door? And they're just there. I'm like, dude, what the? They like, left like, the front door wide, wide open. open. Yeah. So I literally have to like run back. Ten, like I'm just hoping and no you were look, looking around the house see if anyone was like in the house and yeah. shit 
and because the the lock was like broken. Because it's not just like a normal. It's like if you leave your house front door open, like even in like a good suburb, like you wouldn't be feeling good about it. No, like we're opposite. Yeah, we're opposite a, a, a fucking methadone clinic, clinic man. Yeah, like some dodgy characters. Lo- okay, we're thinking something. So lo- we we'll have to make this last one. Okay, our players end up buying bikes to to to, to so they <laughs> yeah. didn't have to walk to the yeah. office, and um. They bought like all bikes, right? Brand new bikes. And then one of our players, <laughs> <laughs> the first night, yeah. this is dead serious. He got his bike super excited. The yeah. fir- he bought a nice bike lock <laughs> and everything. First night, chains it to the front, like the pole outside our house, right? Like properly locked it up. The next morning, the, I, I think the entire, was it the frame was gone or the wheels were gone? <laughs> the, the bike was essentially was stolen. Yeah. It was gone. Yeah. I think there was like the, a one wheel left. I think yeah. there was one wheel okay. left. Um, the bike was gone. <laughs> one night. Yeah. The first night, yeah. he chained it up. It was broken into and gone. So then what happened, because no one wanted to leave their bike out. We had to put the bikes inside. Everyone, all the bikes were inside the in the hallway. So, dirty, so our hallway was just like it's just like a, it was just like a dump. So our house degraded, like in, it just got so bad because um, no one wanted to leave anything outside because it would just get stolen and there's drug drug people everywhere. Um, I mean, what an the list goes on. That's just, I mean, you could sit here for. I mean, hours. that's how many you thought of at the end. Guys. That's just randomly thinking. Like, there's yeah. so many random yeah. little events. Yeah. That just sprang to mind that you can just talk about forever. So again, all these things are happening while oh, we're trying to win. Oh my god! Okay, one. sorry, Another I'm so sorry. One. This one is just Guys, so no, funny. You don't have to apologize, people. People are going to sit here and listen Nathan, to this all day, dude. This one makes me cry. Yeah. The removalist van when my head was pushed up again. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh god. <laughs> Dead serious. Yeah. Dead serious. Yeah, stop saying that. We know, okay. We had to, we had one, so this is the end of 2017. Yeah. We had, how many mattresses? I mean, just think about how much stuff like we had, like we had to move all this stuff all the time constantly because we moved places Move places every year. Like, you know, bed thing, like bed seven, frames, eight bed frames, desks, seven, a mattress, a desk, PCs, 15, 20 PCs, monitors, keyboards, we had like 30 keyboards, mice because we had HyperX as a sponsor, headsets, it just so much It's like shit, moving guys. a full house yeah. for seven people. Again, just basically just me and Nathan, essentially. Yeah, that's right. Right? So, we hired a, a, a removalist van, a truck, essentially, um, to to <laughs> pick up. We had, I think, 10 mattresses. Yeah. 10. They're like small little like foam ones. Now, we had to, I think, no, we had to move them or pick them up from one location and bring, bring them to another place. It doesn't matter. All I remember is that we were three of us squished in the front of the van it was me, you. And not all of the mattresses fit. So in the back of the van. So what happened, I had to put one of the mattresses in the front <laughs> of a van. So imagine, imagine like, you know, a truck or a van when you, um, you like drive past one or if anyone drives a van or a truck, you, you walk, you actually drive past one and you see there's like not much room in the front, is there? Imagine if you saw a mattress on the windscreen, like in inside, you look at it and be like, "That's fucking dangerous, right?" It's dangerous, yeah. It was blocking the half the vision of. So yeah, we couldn't see. We couldn't half. see behind. There's no behind. There was no behind, and in front of us, there was nothing in front of me, right? Yeah. So I'm on the left. I'm on the left seat. Now I was so squished in by the mattress that I couldn't turn my head. 
<laughs> so I'm facing outwards to my left, right? Because yeah. in Australia, we drive on the right. So the steering wheel's <laughs> on the right-hand side. So I'm, I'm now, my neck is jammed. So I'm staring directly to my left outside this window. Now, it's busy traffic in the middle of the city in Sydney. Nathan's in between, kind of squished in between me uh, and the I'm, other guy I'm just driving. Sitting there, yeah. I'm just... And I can't move. My neck, my body <laughs> is jammed against the, the 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 window. And now the window was wound down to help fit the mattress in as well. Yeah. So, the, so it was this me. Now we're stuck at the front of the lights. Now to my left, there was another car directly next to me, <laughs> and this person looked over to their right, looked at me in the face, and said, "Mate." That's fucking stupid. Like, that's so dangerous. What are you doing, mate? Like, you started abusing me, right? And the best part about this is that Curtis is just has to face him and he's just getting abused. And we're just at the lights. We're sitting there fucking minute. And Curtis is just getting abused. So he's, I'm looking at him and he's abusing me, right? You're a, you're a fucking, this is dangerous. What are you doing? You can easily crash. You know, it's like just ripping into me, right? And I'm just like, I can't move. I'm like, yep, yeah, I'm sorry, man. I'm so sorry. Look, this is not, it's all we can do. And I'm just like, just staring at him. I'm literally just staring at his eyes and he's staring back at me and he's expecting me to like do something. I'm yeah. like, dude, like I'm not going to do anything. Get out of the car and fix it or something. Like, yeah. yep. Sorry, man. Yep. Yep. I just caught the abuse for 30, 40 seconds. And then we just drive off. That would have been the longest 30 seconds of your life. It felt like forever, man. Yeah. Um, and I'm like, <laughs> yeah, just that's some more bullshit. Just don't ask. It's a great experience. Well, there you go. So there's some story time for our expert special. Now you know what shaped Nathan and I? <clears throat> yeah, again, I call it all character building. Character building. building. We have lots of character building. Definitely built some character along those three years. Yep. Uh, 2017 to 2019. So I hope everyone came along for the journey. It was exciting for the ride. Hopefully, yep. You have had fun during this little, uh, this little unique episode. Not yep. much solo queue improvement. No, not at all. But life experience, life experience, yeah, life experience proven. All right, so I think that wraps up this episode. Yeah. I mean, our cameras died, so it's a good cue for us to to pack it in. And Merry Christmas! Merry Hope Christmas you all have a lovely Christmas. We'll right. probably do one more episode before New Year's anyway. Yep. Um, and then everyone's going to start getting ready for the new season. Woohoo! I hope everyone's on my new tan. Yep. Make sure Curtis. Look at the difference. You give compliments to Curtis. It's, not that it's, far. it's actually not. Yeah, it's not that bad. Curtis Probably good. can't even tell the difference on this shitty camera. No, nah. I mean it's dead anyway, Curtis. All right, good work, everyone. Let's keep on using the preseason to the best of our ability to be prepared, and we'll see you next time. Bye. -bye.